Hello, Internet. My name is Spamoman, as always, your host of Drink to the Past, the only podcast where I have a Guinness and I have trouble pouring it because I'm trying to read the ubiquitous opening monologue. Uh, uh, don't be... Don't forget to share and subscribe and ring the bell to get notifications every Friday when we go live on YouTube. I am joined by co-host and or guests. So these are my glorious, glorious co-hosts and guests. Uh, As always, my co-host Chris is here. Hi, I'm Chris playing Enter the Gungeon less terribly than I was playing that other game last week, Odette. (laughs) It's true, he sucked. And we have a special guest, Dave. internet all right so let's uh let's get drinking here so i've got a good old irish classic it's almost saint patrick's day so i got my got my badass guinness glass here and uh i was drinking guinness actually just earlier i was pre-gaming i had my first gig here at clancy's irish pub i got my clancy's hat like a badass um and yeah it was awesome playing bagpipes at my favorite place so it's great i'm wearing my kilt and everything see jack I don't know if I can get up that high. Look at me, I'm in a kill. Ah. There, I got up. Normally, I don't wear pants on the podcast, but now I'm not wearing pants for a reason. Yeah, it's traditional not wearing pants with the kilt. Yeah, most people, if you wear pants with a kilt, you are frowned upon. So, yeah, good old Guinness. That would it's look a weird. Wonderful go-to. Yep. Dave, what you drinking this week? I am drinking uh, from my stash of uh, Wisconsin beers that I brought with me to Ohio, where I'm now at. Uh, the Two Women from New Glarus Brewing Company. Hmm. Neat. Probably a picture of two women on it. Wow. There are two women in that state? Apparently. Well, my wife two. and my daughter. All right. Wow, you brought them yourself. <laughs> the only ones that matter. <laughs> or, or, well, that's from the other state. So you took them away. So now there's no women there, right? Sure. Yes. Yes. yes that would be a good point. <laughs> this, this is now canonically in the lore of Wisconsin. Dave stole all the women. <laughs> How, could you, right. How could you? That's okay. Um, so we've got a little bit of an interesting podcast for you this week. Uh, we're actually going to be doing some actual play of 5th edition Dungeons and & Dragons, and I will tell you guys about that in just a minute. Uh, I think it's going to be a hilarious time, but first we have a couple of things. Uh, first, let's actually do what you're playing this week, because what I've been playing is with my new bra controller. It, it, it just looks like a bra, doesn't it? It's like there's boobies here, there's straps. The PS5 controller? Anyways, I can't see what... Yes, it's a, it is a PS5 controller. Chris Chris is streaming the game, so if you're on the audio version, then you're missing out here. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, streaming some Enter the Gungeon. I almost bought that game the other day for some reason, and now I can't think of what the reason is, and I also can't think of why I didn't buy it, so... That's one I keep meaning to check out. It's, it's It just sounds neat with all the guns. All of the guns. Uh, but yeah. anyways, yeah, so I've been playing a little bit of PS5 because I lucked out a little bit yesterday and got in on the Target queue to just buy one and pick it up right at the store. So I bought it and I went into the store nice. yesterday and now I have a fucking PS5. So it was funny, though, because I was like thinking of doing this thing on the podcast every week where I would like chronicle my perilous journey to get a PlayStation because of all the trouble that everybody's having with them with all the 
online queues and all the shenanigans that are going into just buying a ps5 and i i was thinking of doing it like a like a dramatized journal like day one i logged on to gamestop an hour passed of straight reloading the web page and nothing but then i got one actually surprisingly quickly so i don't get to do that so sad day but ps5s are cool um i played a little bit of the astrobot game that comes pre-installed while i was waiting for some other stuff to download and all that because i you can take all of your saves from your ps4 and just put them on your ps5 which is great so now i'm just like look at me i got a worthless ps4 anybody want to buy it <laughs> um but yeah um so I, the astrobot game is actually kind of neat because it's it's really more of a tech demo that just shows you what the hell this controller is capable of which is a lot of weird shit and i think it's a way better tech demo than most tech demos because uh, the bit one of the basically the two big things that are in this controller are the uh whatever they call hd rumble they don't call it that they call it something else because hd rumble is already taken by nintendo on the pro controller and they have the adaptive triggers and so that's actually kind of cool where the triggers have different amounts of resistance and it'll, it'll actually make like points where you push it down and it'll like it it kind of clicks it feels like it's down all the way and it, it took me a second to adjust to that because i'm like oh it's down all the way it says push the trigger but it's down all the way and i'm like wait hold on i actually gotta push it the rest of the way and and so that's it's kind of neat and i have no idea what like some of it feels a little shoehorned in for the sake of tech demo in astrobot but it's it's mostly pretty good so i'm excited to see what else it could do in theory um and the hd rumble i feel like is way better uh displayed in this controller in astrobot than it ever was in the switch because the switch didn't really have a good tech demo game like it had one two switch but yeah. i played that for five seconds because i didn't want to pay 40 bucks for it so i played it at a buddy's house one time and and like didn't play almost any of the actual content in it so um I thought I'd real quick go over my next-gen controllers here and, and go on my thoughts on that. Because uh, I, uh, I also played a little bit of Demon Souls. And Demon Souls really just plays like it would with any other controller. It, it doesn't take advantage of anything that this controller has to offer. Which is fine. For the kind of game it is, it doesn't really matter. Um, but as a controller, I like it pretty well. I feel like everybody was talking up the texturing on the back here, and it's it's barely noticeable. Like on the Xbox controller, the new one, it's like super like grippy, and I really like that. So I was hoping for that, and it's not nearly as grippy. So it's like, it's fine, but whatever. And other than that, I like like pretty much everything about it, except for PlayStation still has the stick in the wrong fucking place. It has been 25 years, PlayStation. The stick goes up here. Everybody else is doing it. Get on board. There's That's my rant. <laughs> I mean, uh, they were the ones who originally had the uh, dual... Uh, they uh, were. So, because they were the first people, and I kind of understand at that point why the D-pad would be, like, up here, because at that point, the D-pad was, like, the primary way that you play games. So I guess they didn't know if the sticks would really catch on or where to put them. They had to just kind of put them somewhere on the controller. So I understand it 25 years ago, but now... Put it up here! <laughs> Damn it! They just they don't want to standardize. Yeah. 
I guess. You're revolutionary on the PS6 when they move it up there. Right, yeah. <laughs> PS12, more like. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. What, um, what comes first, PS6 or Final Fantasy VII Part Two? <laughs> now, that's a good question. <laughs> I did largely buy my PS5. Uh, I was talking about this last week because they announced that PS5 will have exclusive Final Fantasy VII Remake DLC. And so I'm like, okay, nope. I'm buying a PS5. I'm selling out for DLC. I don't even care. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Hopefully so it's worth it. Yep. What you gonna do? Um. Okay. Yeah, but other than that, I played a little bit of Demon Souls, which is is pretty cool. Uh, I don't think it's so far as hard as balls as everybody kind of makes it out. It's like. It's kind of tedious sometimes because if you die, you have to go through all of the enemies that you just killed again. And the way it's designed is kind of like you have to pay attention actively to fighting the enemies. It's not like a lot of games where it's like, oh, they're just two-shot chumps. You can steamroll them. No, you actually have to focus on playing the game the entire time. And as long as you do that the enemies are just two-shot chumps and they're easy as hell, but you have to pay attention to what their attacks are and, and just dodge and wait for a good time to attack, and, and it's it's fine. But it's you do actually have to pay attention, so I'm not sure if that's what... But I, I'm also not very far. I'm like two hours in, so I'm like... I don't know. Maybe it'll like crank up the difficulty later here somewhere, but... Uh, but it's I think cool. you are vastly overestimating the competence of uh, a lot of people who play games. That's possible. There, I think there was a time, a long time period there where uh, e- easy games became the norm because mm-hmm. they were mistaken to be accessible games. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's possible. And the other thing I played was some Ghost of Tsushima, uh, which I've been playing. I've been talking about that regularly, but playing it on PS5 is like a whole new world. Like uh, the HDR... In that game really looks pretty good on PS4, but then on PS5, it's just enhanced even further. The darks are really dark, but it's like in areas of low light, it's not just too dark to see. Like you really get a lot more clarity in there. And also it just runs at 60 FPS all the time, which is amazing. So it's just buttery smooth. Anyways, uh, what you guys been playing? You guys can fight to the death to see who goes next. Go ahead. Uh, let's see. <laughs> you guys are terrible at fighting to I the have death. Been, I have been playing a lot of Dota 2, uh, which is very rage-inducing some of the time, but it's also, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to have that problem for, like, a few months, because, you know, when you play Dota 2, it is as if you were having a like a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I've also uh, been playing only Enter the Gungeon today. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly just been Dota 2 and <laughs> Enter the Gungeon as of today. Cool. Alright, and Dave, what you playing? Let's see here. Oh... I've been now eek without my Switch because we're moving and it's not been one of the things that's got moved down here. I left it with the wife and the kids for now. 
because I had to start my new job before they could get down here. So a week ago when Pyramithra came out, I was I played that a couple of nights. I really enjoyed playing with them in Smash. Um but then since then when I got down here, my first night here I went to GameStop and asked um what's what 3DS games do you have on hand? Mm-hmm. And I wanted something that would take me a little bit to get through, not like a quick, easy game, but right. something that would be fun. So I ended up actually picking up a Pokemon game for the first time in 15 years or so. Cool. Um, I got Pokemon Ultra Moon. Okay. And I've cool. been enjoying that. Yeah, I didn't play Ultra Moon or Ultra Sun. Um, I played a uh, regular Sun version. And uh, it's not a bad generation overall. Um, I feel like as a person who's been playing pretty much every generation, the, it, it was a little stale by that point, and I have some complaints about it. But overall, it's like it was a solid game. So I think it would be a, as good a point as any to kind of jump back in if you've taken a break from Pokemon. The, yeah, like the last Pokemon game I played was would have been Ruby. Not like Omega Ruby or anything like that, like actual Ruby on the Game Boy Advance. Nice. Um, and I don't think I ever even finished that. So realistically, my last time playing through a Pokemon game would have been like gold or silver mm-hmm. on the Game Boy Color. It's been a minute. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. So, um, that's Fire that's all I've got. I've played a little bit of them as well. Um, I've been I've been playing some Smash before I got my PS5. I was playing a lot of that. Um, they're an interesting combo because it's. I think it's strange to play with them because I really like Pyra's moveset better. Or uh, no, uh, sorry, Mithra's home. Uh, yeah, Mithra's moveset better, but I like Pyra's actual killing power because it's it's pretty yeah. difficult on most stages to actually KO anybody as Mithra. Depending on the conditions, some stages it's not that bad. Like if you're on a walk off stage and you get them like real close to the edge. It's super easy with certain moves if they're at like even just marginal percent to to just knock them off with a a good combo. Um, but yeah. like in other stages, it's just so hard because I'm just like knocking them off and knocking them off, and they just keep coming back, and I'm just like, stop it, go away. And then I'm like, okay, I'll switch to Pyra to um, actually like get in a killing blow. And Pyra, just for some reason, doesn't work with me. And I just can't land a hit ever with Pyra, except for, like, her sword throw thing, which is really cool. But that's, like, her only oh, yeah. move that never kills people. It's, it's, it's like, a good damage dealer and kind of a good, like, trap you in place. But it, it doesn't have the, the launching power of most of her moves. So I'm I'm having a difficult time. I, did, I think it's a cool I, character, but I'm it's not going to be my main at any point. She's they're not going to be they're not going to move up into my main slot for sure, but I'm definitely going to put them in my rotation because one I like sword characters primarily my my main is Lucina. Mm-hmm. So like it's not a hard it's not a far cry from any of the Fire Emblem characters not to play into the meme there, but Right. <laughs> uh, but but they, it's like they took some of the better aspects of them and put them with, like, sorry, Mithra's side B is just a better, side special is just a better version of Sephiroth, I think, because it's more effective. 
Sephiroth is better yeah, for recovery, Sephiroth's but I think... is is kind of different in its own way because the one thing with Pyra is it's only to the side. So I like that Sephiroth right. you can aim it in any direction, so that it's got more utility right. there. And as a recovery, yeah, I agree, it's just better because Mithra's recovery is like she has a good up recovery and she has a good side recovery. But if you're like if you need to go diagonal, you're just screwed. Because you can't do both. Well, and Pyra has no recovery. Yeah, Pyra, Pyra has, has like, the, the Chrom, Ike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, which I don't have much of a problem with because I'm used to playing Ike. Ike is one of my mains. Uh, and so I'm. it's not that bad, except for Ike also has the, the forward charge. So he's got a really, Ike. really good side recovery and an okay up recovery. Mm -hmm. So it kind of works out. But she's got like an okay, not that great up recovery and no side recovery. And I do that so much recovery. because I'm used to Mithra's moveset that I'm like, oh, I'm off the stage and I'll push side B and I'll throw my Not sword and me. fall in a hole like a dumbass. <laughs> Just falling forever. Yeah. <laughs> I've almost kind of had that now problem that's... in Demon Souls too because uh, I've been playing so much Ghost of Tsushima that that's like the only thing that's in my brain for the control scheme. And so I'm going up to monsters in Demon Souls and pushing square to attack them. But... In Demon Souls, R2 and R1 are the attack buttons. And square is like, use your item. And then I'm usually like walking up to them and like eating a potion, even though I'm at full health. And it, it pauses you in place when you use an item. So I just like stand there, use my item, use it up and get rid of it. And then they kick my ass because I'm just standing there for two seconds to eat a potion. I'm like, damn it. It's funny. All right. Well, uh, Sean drinks something stupid this week is not super stupid. It's actually my favorite whiskey, uh, Talnua. This is a good Irish style whiskey brewed right here in uh, Colorado, in uh, Arvada, actually, which is the town where one of us lives. I won't say which one, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Um, my favorite whiskey of all time. I figured that's a good, uh, good time to eat that. Um, got my little Irish stout pint glass here. It's got a little, little Guinness harp on it and everything. Um, so, yeah. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to all. We'll see you on the other side uh, if we don't drink ourselves blind by then. Mm -hmm. If you drink yourself blind, you might be drinking ah. the wrong, wrong kind of alcohol. That's all I got to say. Possible. I haven't drunk myself blind But at yet. least they can still have the audio version. Right? <laughs> I mean, technically, I don't have to, like, see in order to... Well, actually, yeah, I gotta set up all this... I have two monitors in front of me to set up all the shit I use to stream, so no. No, I, I would, like... I'd be, like, up a shit creek. I'd be like, Chris, you have to stream it all now. That would be pretty terrible. <laughs> then I'd have to figure out a way to squeeze uh, my other monitor into this tiny cramped space. <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, and we hopefully got a, you would be blind. Yeah. Um, so we got a tiny bit of news and booze today. Um, just three big topics here, and then we will get into our uh, actual play tabletop session, which will be hilarious. Um, so Diablo 2 Resurrected has announced that you will be able to transfer your save data from the original Diablo 2, which I thought was super cool, even though I feel like you know, most people won't probably care. I'm like, 
I don't care that much, but I know my brother has his save data and has like a couple of characters that he's really super proud of. So for the, the hardcore Diablo people that are out there that have kept their save data intact somewhere on an old computer, I feel like this is just a really cool thing that like nobody's ever done this kind of thing before, right? I'm like, that's super cool. <clears throat> what you guys think of that? Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, love it. I think that's it's awesome. kind. It's kind of a co cool, interesting feature. I, I still have my obviously. I still have my issue with Blizzard, but that's always. Uh, yeah. You still got any old Diablo two save files? <laughs> uh, I think the last time I played Diablo two was long enough ago that it was like a cheat save. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know if those would work. Anyways, I cannot wait to see the cow level in HD. <laughs> oh, I, I guess what I'm saying, what I would say is, I'm I hope they do better with this than they did with the Warcraft Three Reforged. Yeah, that that would be wonderful. Um, yeah, I'm still kind of on the fence about this, but uh, it's it's got a lot of neat features like that that I'm like, maybe I will give that a go because it replaying this game wouldn't be all that bad if I could like because I think my old save is at my parents house on their old computer and I'm pretty sure I could just like go zip it on a flash drive and bring it back to my house and just be like hey look at me I got my old guy now I can just like stomp through all the enemies on normal mode and and be fine so I might do that um if I, if I get the game, that might be a fun way to kind of go through it again. Because I'm like, do I really feel like grinding all that stuff and, and you know, waiting for good loot rolls and all that? Because that was a kind of an issue that I've, I've been hesitant to look back into it, into Diablo 2. Because, like, starting a new character, you'd just, like, you'd have no good items for who knows how long because it's all random. And I'm like, ooh, I got a gun with a cool hat and a skateboard. <clears throat> That's amazing. Totally rad. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, next piece of news and booze is a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge has been announced. It's going to be a four-player co-op beat-em-up coming to PC and consoles. But they didn't say what consoles. <laughs> uh... I actually am excited sure for this did. one on the list. Yeah, did you play so much yeah, uh, old definitely. Turtles games? Yeah, I, I had a, what was it? It was like Turtles in Time for the Sega Genesis. It was one of the, my first exposures to beat-em-ups as a game. Nice. Always yeah. had a soft spot for those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never been like the biggest Ninja Turtles fan. Um, I, like, I liked them as a kid, but I didn't know a ton about them. Uh I'm, I mostly remember, I think we had a game. It might have been Turtles in Time for Super Nintendo. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I have to be right back. So, Chris, explain exactly what's going on in Enter the Gungeon in excruciating detail. Excruciating detail? Well, right now I'm going to help Link out uh, mapping these uh, rooms out. And he'll give me a special reward if I help, and that reward is not a blowjob. A lot of these enemies I've noticed are very Zelda inspired, at least on this uh, level. So this game is just chock full of like Zelda references and like D and D references. A lot of the uh, 
monsters you find later on are just flat out uh, like D and D monsters, but like the gun flavor of them. Like one of the bosses mm -hmm. on the third floor is the Mind Flayer. Uh, yep. One of my uh, or like the they have like the Cannon Balrog. It's another one of these bosses. Yeah. Well, speaking uh, of the Zelda references, you had the there was the one guy he was like teleporting around the room. He looked like a subrosian. It was like a subrosian from Oracle of Seasons meets a Wizrobe. <laughs> yeah. Ask me. So Gungeon Gungeon owes a lot to both Zelda and uh, D and D for, but has a bunch of other cool references on top of that too. The su sure. subrosians yeah. from a. Uh, from oracles? Uh, yeah, from the oracles. Huh. Is that is, kind of a that's, random reference? That is what the... Uh, uh, that's what some of these wizard enemies look like. Although, yeah. me, I'm like, they look like the Subrosians, but they more are... Oh god, not this thing. <laughs> you can take him, Chris. <sighs> I'm kidding, you're boned. <laughs> All right, um, and our last piece of news and booze this week is um, a whole bunch of shit is now available on Game Pass uh, from the uh, deal with uh, Bethesda being bought out by Microsoft. Uh, that deal is officially now closed. Uh, I guess the money's changed hands or however exactly that works. I'm not sure, but uh, they basically announced that hey they're now part of the xbox family officially and uh there's a ton of bethesda games that are now on game pass as of today uh including dishonored dishonored 2 doom doom 2 doom 3 doom 64 doom eternal elder scrolls 3 morrowind elder scrolls 4 oblivion elder scrolls 5 skyrim elder scrolls online the Evil Within, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Fallout New Vegas, Prey, Rage 2, Wolfenstein the New Order, Wolfenstein the Old Blood, and Wolfenstein Youngblood are all now on Game Pass. So that's actually a pretty good swath of games. Um, like Most of those are, yes, very well recommended. Yeah, those, uh, hey, those are subversions. Oh yeah, huh. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, I haven't played uh, some of these and... Like, others of these, I'm like, I really would not mind going back to. I never mind playing more Doom. I love Doom as a series. Uh, the classic Dooms is not like, like, I could have played those on Switch at any point, but now I can also play them on my Xbox or PC, and uh, I think Doom Eternal is also available on Cloud. Yeah. Oh, actually, I, I have that listed here, don't I? So, actually, all of the Dooms will run on console pc and cloud so any place you want to do that like i can just play doom on my phone now that's awesome um so yeah uh and morrowind is a game that i never mind revisiting that game is just incredible um i am excited to download that onto my xbox and and go at it again uh 
and probably won't come close to beating the story again like I always do because I in that game every time I fire it up I'm like okay main quest main quest oh ooh, side quest as some random dude in the middle of nowhere oh a dungeon that I've never heard of cool. and I just like explore crap and, and collect neat shit and leave it in my house I'm like all right this is this is gonna work for me yeah so yeah also, the new Prey, I thought, would, looked pretty cool. I played the old, the original Prey on Xbox 360, I want to say, and uh, they got the new Prey up on Game Pass now, and I wanted to check that out. So I thought that would be a, kind of a new, neat one, too. I don't know if either of you have played that one. Mm -hmm. nope. uh, I never played the original Prey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the original was actually a really unique shooter because, um, like, you're this Native American guy, and basically your girlfriend gets captured by aliens, and then you're on the alien ship trying to get her back, and you're using all sorts of weird alien guns, and also, like, your uh, powers that are kind of based on Native American folklore, which is kind of cool. So you can go into the spirit world, and, and you can shoot, like, this spirit bow thing. It's pretty cool. Um, and... Yeah, and, and you're walking through this alien spaceship, and the aliens have this technology where the gravity inverts itself if you're on these special walkways. And so I remember at the time, the physics in that game were just super cool to be able to actually just, like, walk on walls and things like that. Uh, where, like, wherever hmm. you walk, they if you're on these special walkways, it'll just invert gravity to accommodate you. And I was like, it was ridiculously awesome at the time because nobody had ever done anything quite like that before that I remember. So, yeah, I'm excited about all those. All right. Sounds like fun. And now, uh, I think we have to drink, just in case. And we're going to play some D&D, &D, which is going to be hilarious because Chris is going to try and play D&D &D while he is playing Enter the Gungeon. And I, this is like one of the most exciting things that I've ever seen because it's going to be a shit show and it's going to be hilarious. It <laughs> is gonna going be like, to be a shit show. Hold on, I need to roll my dice. Oh no, I need to dodge all these bullets. Shit. Let me, <laughs> what do I do? Let me grab my dice real quick. Yeah, not a problem, buddy. All right. So um, for anybody who was here last year uh, around St. Patrick's Day time, Chris actually missed the podcast for St. Patrick's Day last year. And so I don't know if he ever caught up on that episode or not, but the episode that we filmed last year on St. Patrick's Day was me and a guy we have on regularly on the podcast named Crow. Uh, go check out his channel uh, or follow at Cannon on Twitter. He's a fun guy. Uh, so he was here last year for our St. Patrick's Day episode, and together we made a D&D &D one-shot based off of St. Patrick's Day as kind of the theme. And so that's what we're going to do today, is we're going to run through this one-shot uh, that Crow and I wrote uh, last year. So if you want to check out that episode, it's not on YouTube, unfortunately, because that was before we were starting the YouTube podcasts, but it's available still. You can go back through our backlog on Podbean or Apple and check that out. So Crow and I wrote this uh, St. Patrick's Day one-shot. It was pretty hilarious. Um, and, uh, we're going to run through that one shot now. So, uh, 
if Chris or Dave actually ever listened to that podcast, they might have spoilers. I'm not sure if uh, which episodes you guys have listened to. Well, fear not. I have not listened to that podcast, so nice. I have no idea what I'm getting into yeah. there. Yeah, so this, this could be absolutely Likewise. hilarious. Um, so, and here is another catch, uh, because I didn't, uh, have time to, like, prepare everybody and be like, hey guys, make characters and get them ready. I'm also adding a fun gimmick to this that I, uh, read about at one point that I thought would be a super fun, uh, D&D kind of thought project. So what we're going to do is I have your character sheets. And I know what characters you are. Yeah. And you don't, because you stayed up all night drinking last night, and you both have amnesia. So, setting is, you wake up in the pub, yeah. and as rolls come up, I will look at your character sheets, which I have here, and I will let you know what your modifiers are. And so, in addition to this hilarious one-shot, you guys are also going to be piecing together your memory and learning more about who you are as a character. So, uh, All right. I, I think awesome. this is going to be absolutely fun. And this is also going to be a test round because we're going to have another actual play session coming up on, uh, episode 100, uh, featuring Kevin O'Rourke and Crow, as I mentioned before, they're both going to come on for another hilarious drunken shenanigans, actual play episode. So, uh, I invented a drinking game that we're going to do. So anytime that you miss an attack, you have to drink. Anytime that you take damage, you have to drink. Anytime that you critically hit, you have to take a celebratory drink. And I will do the same thing for all of those conditions for all of the NPCs and enemies. So I am prepared. Gonna I have, have to go get more two beer more cans of Guinness here for myself. So if oh, no. you guys can get me through these, I will be thoroughly impressed. And and we're gonna have a good fucking night. This is gonna be hilarious. All right, are you guys ready? This is go? going to be. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> this is gonna be a thing. <laughs> I'm ready though. Let's go. All right. So you both have woken up. Um. Um. Let's let's roll. Um, Chris, call odd or even. Odd. All right. Uh, it was even. So Chris, you are the one who is missing your pants. Oh no. That's a little awkward. <clears throat> Not those pants. I probably need those. The barkeep is a surly-looking uh, half-elf. He kind of scoffs at you. Would you like some breakfast or what? Uh. No, if I have any breakfast right now, I am going to throw up. Hmm. I think. What? I want food. We don't serve your kind here. Dragonborns aren't welcome. How'd you get in here? Is he talking to me? He's talking talking to Dave, who was just trying to order food. (laughs) I don't want to talk to you. How I got in here? I don't know. Probably through the door. You've been drinking my beer. I don't believe I have, sir. But you said you haven't been serving Dragonborns. I... What? Yeah, probably. I don't serve Dragonborns. Unless they have money. Oh. Most Dragonborns are Do I have anything? Do I have any money on me? Um, let's find out. Did I put money on your character sheet? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, you have 14 gold pieces, 48 silver, 14 copper pieces, and two gems worth 10 gold pieces each. How many, how many of those? Yeah, I got 14, 48. Uh, 14 copper. And two gems worth yeah. 10 gold pieces. Okay. All right. How much? How much food can I buy? For three gold pieces. Three gold pieces. Good God! You could have all the food. Just about bacon, eggs, uh, salad. Do do, do you do dragonborns eat salad for breakfast? I will eat right now because I'm hungry. He brings out the fanciest salad you've ever seen, alongside. Bacon and eggs and sausage and, and frittatas and gluten-free waffles. Hell yes. I mean, gluten-free, who cares? I'll eat it. <laughs> they're kind of crusty and stale, but, you know, there's no gluten. So, that's probably worth something. Why don't the two of you stick around for our special St. Patrick's Day giveaway? Ooh. A Can't few like more patrons giveaways? are starting to come into the bar here as well. Yes, we're going to have a, a very big giveaway for St. Patrick's Day. We're actually giving away that pot of gold right over there in the corner. There's a pot of gold in the corner. Ooh, pot of gold. <laughs> I will stick around. I have my interest. Yes, apparently pots of this gold guy are... Some uh, pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we keep pants in our lost and found. There, it's, it's up in the other corner. In the corner will, opposite the pot of gold, there is a pile of many, many pants. I will run over to the lost and found. Uh, what what else is in the lost and found? I don't need pants. I need answers. Um, there is also a mysterious note and a taco and a can of Mountain Dew. I'll take that taco and that can of Mountain Dew, and uh, I don't have. To, and I will take the pants as well because I realize that I need pockets. That'll help. How how, how big are the pants? Ah, uh, they fit you perfectly. You believe they are your pants, in fact. These are probably my pants. And in the pocket, you find nine gold pieces, seventy silver pieces, forty-six copper, and four gems worth ten gold pieces each. <clears throat> Sorry, how much gold was that? Uh, nine gold, 70 silver, which could just be called seven gold, uh, 46 copper, and four gems worth 10. Okay, so I understand the gems and the gold. Why 70 silver? What, who who the hell carries around this much pocket change? Doesn't it just make your pockets full of, like, coins? I don't know. Your kind kind of likes to just club? seem fancy, so you jingle your pockets all the time as you're walking. Like kind? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Uh, you know, you fucking half-elf. What? You heard me. Your mom fucked an elf. Or your dad, I'm not sure. No one's ever sure. Oh. So what's this pub called, anyways? Oh, uh, uh, ah, crap. I, I was unprepared, so that means I have to drink. Um, but luckily, I have a pub name generator, which I created myself. 
So the name of this pub is do 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 do. The decent motherfucker. Did you uh? Did you roll that on your D100 generator? Yes. Technically, it's a D10 10, <laughs> 10,000 table because you roll one D percent for the uh adjective and one D percent for the noun. So there's technically 10,000 combinations on this table that you could get. And you are at the decent motherfucker <laughs> pub. I. Uh... That is, I love it. Okay. I'm looking at the other uh, patrons in the bar now and just trying to, trying to suss it out. I um, said there were some other folks coming in. Most of them seem like commoners. There is also a uh, halfling who is rather distinctive, has one eye much larger than the other, a little bit bulging out of his skull almost, uh, has a very long white beard, and carries a staff of pure oaken wood. I'm going to give that halfling the side eye. He tries to give you the side eye with his littler eye, and it doesn't really come across very well. Yeah, so one zero me. <laughs> <laughs> you have successfully side-eyed the halfling. Congratulations. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. Let me see. Uh, I guess we'll stick around for this uh, this chance to win this pot of gold. That, or I'll wait for a break in the uh, in the bartender's attention and then steal it. I one or the other. <laughs> okay. A uh, little while later, after people start to shuffle in the pub a little more, the bartender starts uh, selling tickets to uh, win a contest uh, for the pot of gold. Two gold to enter, one gold goes into the pot, one gold goes to the house. Who will win the pot of gold? Uh, I will give him a gold. Two gold to enter, sir. One one goes in the pot, one goes to the house. Oh, of course. I'll hand him two more gold. Hey. He yeah, gives sure. you one gold. I'll hand change. him a couple gold as well. Okay. Okay. You no, wait. Put your Could you actually in. give me ten silver back? Uh, uh, I suppose. I'm short on change because a bunch of dickhead... I mean, half-elves came in the other day. Wow, this bartender is really racist. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going you know, to feel bad about stealing from him eventually. <laughs> don't I don't particularly like this bartender either. He seems like he can be easily bought. I say actually could you give me that uh, give me that as ten silver? Yeah, he gives you ten silver. Alright, I take the ten silver and pocket that in addition to the uh, one gold he gave me back. I'm gonna inspect the um I'm gonna go over to that there pot and take just a gander at it real closely, like close enough that maybe I try to wipe two gold off of it to pay for this. Okay. Um, make a let's see which one's you. Uh, there we are, and make a roll 
with, um, let's see, for sleight of hand, which is called something else in this game. Oh, no, it is called sleight of hand, so you have a plus two bonus on that. She has oh, a plus two bonus on that. On. He does. Pull on the d20 on this? Yep, d20 plus two. Probably not like I'm a thief, eight. but he's got, you've got like decent dexterity. Huh. Uh, what was that? Eight. eight? Probably not. At an eight. Okay. A bartender side eyes you and uh, clears his throat very loudly as you're reaching your hand towards the pot. He's <laughs> looking. I can't say I've ever seen a pot of gold this big. Mm. Wink as well. <laughs> well, are you propositioning him? I'm not into that, but uh, whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> Got away with it. Got away with it. <laughs> All right, so he kind of goes around collecting different uh, wagers from the other people as well and comes back and puts the part of the money in the pot and keeps part of the money uh, for himself, as was the deal that he kind of went over. The pot slowly fills up over the course of uh, probably 30 minutes or an hour. I don't, I don't know how long. Let's let's roll a random die. It takes four increments of time. I'll let you decide what increment that is. It could be Fortnite's. Probably not. Maybe 40 minutes. <laughs> could be. It may be, I don't know, four hours maybe. I don't know. Anyway takes a little while but um he ends up uh deciding that he's got enough and he thinks it's right about time to close the um pool and and uh draw a winner are you all ready for this uh, yes. Certainly. The crowd cheers with excitement. Uh, many of them uh, could really use that money for a down payment on a house or to squander meaninglessly on something stupid like a PlayStation 5. It's not something stupid. It's something that we all enjoy in this fantasy universe where PlayStation 5 is a thing. Yes. Every random guy in D&D wants a PS5. It's true. <laughs> He puts all the names into a big hat. You're not sure where he got a hat that big, but it's like a giant-ass, like, 10-gallon hat like the cowboys used to wear. And you're like, that seems very strange for this setting. I thought this was a fantasy medieval setting, not a western setting. But, all plot holes aside, he reaches his hand into the hat, and just then, all of the lights go out, mysteriously, which is especially mysterious, because all the lights back then were like torches and shit. Uh, and they're only out for a few moments, but then they come back on. Hmm, that was weird. Uh, you may both make perception checks. Ooh, perception uh, check. Dave, you that have is a, D30. a plus four. And that is another D30. Chris, you have a plus one. Ooh, my perception is bad. Rolled a five. So I had not a nine. Properly. Make that a nine. <laughs> All right. There we are. 
Let me just roll it inside this coffee cup here. That is a 20. And I, I would show you, but uh, the angle is very it's hard weird. To get your so... coffee cup up to the <laughs> webcam in such a way as to show us. I, the I don't know if you can see that. I can see a coffee cup. Uh, yeah, let me, coffee. Yeah. Close enough. I'll believe you. It's a 20. All right. All right. So you notice that the pot of gold is no longer in the corner. Dun, dun, dun. Well, that was predictable. Uh-oh. I feel like even with mine, I saw that, but okay. <laughs> hey, someone stole the gold, I say loudly, while pointing at a random guy. That bastard, says another guy, and he beats him over the head with a frying pan. You're not sure where he got a frying pan, but uh, he's actually very effective with it and knocks the other man out. We've got him! Let's tie him up! Went better Wait, hold than on, is that is that really the guy that, like, like, how does that guy know it was that guy? I didn't see anything, says another guy. De but you didn't see him not steal it. That's proof enough for me, the other guy continues throttling him uh, with a frying pan. I'm just going to nod sagely. That's right. I'm just going to eat my uh, eat the last of my food that's gone probably fairly stale at this point. <laughs> I'm going to look around Try for the bartender. I'm going to look around for the bartender. Mm -hmm. uh, is he anywhere to be seen? Yeah, he's right back there uh, behind the bar is where he was, but when you pointed out that the gold was missing, he went to investigate. Uh, so now he's over in the corner. Alright, now that he's over in the corner, I'm going to dive behind the bar uh, <laughs> and see if I can see where he stashed the gold, because I, I suspect him of stealing it, because I think he's a greedy bastard. Okay. Um, you do find a sack full of money that you believe to be the sack full of money. He was uh, where he was putting the house profits from the contest. Um, and give me a a stealth roll with a plus zero modifier. And you have... Wait, is that right? Oh, yes. Yes, you have disadvantage on this. Oh, boy. Roll. So that's an eight. And a two. Uh, that's a two. If he didn't see so you, I, I would I, laugh I, my ass off right now. But he sees you with his massive roll of a four. I, I imagine I just dive over the bar and just knock several mugs over. And I'm like, I found the gold. I lift up the sack with full of gold. Put down my coins, you stupid half-elf bastard! Says the, the bartender half stole the gold. I didn't steal the gold. You're trying to steal my gold. Why would I steal gold from myself? So you admit that you stole the gold? No. Are you listening? You're an idiot. I think everybody stole everybody's gold. Well, Same. clearly all the gold is right here, so. This place is a scam, says an orcish man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Jeff's. He leaves. Yeah, 
Go to Jeff's. A few people start following him out, all grumpy and all that. Uh, you notice the few people that stay behind are the barman, the halfling, and uh, some guy with a name tag that says Billy. I want to go up to the uh, the halfling. Just hey, hello. Very. In... Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just staring down at him very angrily. He stares back Not up at like you angrily, with his but like one bulging eye. Wait a second. Can I help that... you, laddie? I don't think that's a halfling at all. Poke it. Oh. That's a fucking leprechaun. A leprechaun? Why, that's <laughs> our word. Racist he bastard. He admitted it. Get him. What? I no. po I'm poking him in the eye. Ah. Is the thing happening? Ah. <laughs> Make an attack roll. A 15. All right. Um, and you are proficient with melee attacks, probably. So let's see. Your strength bonus gives you a plus two. And your proficiency bonus gives you another plus two, so you have a plus four bonus. <clears throat> so 19 will hit him right in the eye for a d4 of poke in the eye damage. You can roll a d4 plus your strength modifier of, again, two. Got a one. Ah, damn it, you stupid bastards! I'm trying to tell you where the gold is! Ah, fuck! Well, tell us where the gold is, then. Well, you see, it's I'm bound by leprechaun magic that I can only divulge the truth if you give me your lucky charms. My uh, um, dragonborn friend here. Twist his nipples yeah. off. <laughs> That's not lucky charms. I have pants on. Do I have anything I have? I need your lucky charms for the magic to work. Still have my pants on from the night before. Yeah. Do I have anything in my pockets? Um, let's pocket. see. You have the money, as previously mentioned. You also have an iron pot and a shovel, uh, a longbow, 20 arrows, and tinker's tools. Tools. And him my shovel. That's holding. Not... I'm just. <laughs> I'm handing him my shovel. I feel like my shovel is lucky. Is it now? Well, it's not quite as lucky as the lucky charms. You see, you do know that's code in leprechaun language, don't you, laddie? What's it code for? Don't. Some people call them gohonis. So we need to rip off someone's balls. I gotcha. Yes, fine. <laughs> Bring me the lucky charms I and I shall reveal. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to chase after the bartender. I'm assuming that he's going to run and put this together when I'm about to do him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, roll for initiative to see if you get the jump on the barman. <clears throat> I got a nine. All right. Uh, Chris, if you'd like to assist, you can also roll for initiative now. 
I will roll for initiative. It's my dex is plus zero, I take it. Um, let's see. Dave, your initiative is plus two. Chris, your initiative is plus zero. Yeah, that's a 15. All right. So uh, that was 15 for Chris. What was your roll, Dave? Roll a nine, so that would be an 11. 11. All right. Uh, so the first person to go, unfortunately, is the barman with a 17. He catches on to your plan, and he and he gets ready for a counterattack. He, put he puts up his dukes. Come at me if you're ready to get bloodied up. Uh, Chris, it's your turn. He seems ready to fight, uh, but he does not immediately take an action. Go, go, fire magic. I'm going to point my finger at him and try and will out a spell. Um... You use lay on hands and heal him. Uh, that's not what I wanted to do. No, no, that's the opposite. What is this, opposite uh, magic day? You're a terrible paladin. I'm a paladin? I'm still holding that. How else would you have laid on hands, you fool? You're wearing fancy plate armor. That's why you were terrible at sneaking behind the bar. You should have really noticed this earlier, but I really should have. I still um, holding my shovel, or did the leprechaun take it? Um, he looked at you funny, and then I think you guys decided to get cojones instead. Uh, so I believe you still have your shovel. Okay. Is the bartender within swinging range of said shovel? Yeah. I swing that <laughs> shovel straight at his head. All right. Uh, give me an attack roll, and let's see. Uh, that will be a plus four to hit. Oh, I well, I guess you're I not proficient with a shovel, so that'll only be a plus two to hit. Unless okay, you have shovel enough. proficiency, which I do not see here. <laughs> okay. I rolled a ten. <clears throat> All right, so ten plus two uh, will hit his unarmored armor class, uh, since he's just wearing bartender clothes. Uh, oh, so that'll do a d6 plus your strength bonus of plus two. D6. Four. Plus two, six. All right. Oh, bleah. he starts bleeding out and falls down to the ground. This is not quick. how I imagined I would go. Quick, quit it. Get his cojones. <laughs> I'm pulling out my tinker tools. <laughs> he falls even further unconscious. <laughs> so let's see. Tinker's Tools is an odd toolbox of wires, gears, etc. Yeah. Not sure how that'll come in handy, but oh man, do I not want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wires are good for cutting. <laughs> how else right. are you going to get his junk out? <laughs> <laughs> you hold him down, do the cutting. Not asking any questions beyond this point. <laughs> All right. Um, so 
effectively you coup de grace this poor sap and uh, remove his cojones. Uh, the three orcs in the corner playing darts kind of look at you a little sideways and then continue playing darts. Mind your own business. We are. Good to see you, folks. Thank you for the uh, removing the guy that makes sure we don't take beer for free. They're good. Although there probably won't be any more beer. Because, you know. <laughs> Help yourself while it lasts. Okay. Yeah. The three of them go behind the bar and start, like, just just stick their mouth under the taps. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of beer. I gotta say, that it's right. a good thing this is 5th edition, or otherwise I would have fallen already. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to uh, hand the balls to the uh, leprechaun. I stick them on the table right in front of him. <sighs> I wipe my hands charms. on a dirty rag. I finally got me lucky charms! He takes the balls in each of his hands, and he devours them voraciously. And he says, Sim, Sim, Salabim. I don't actually need to say that. I'm just, uh, you know, making stuff up for the sake of the spell looking more neat. Because it's, it's actually not very interesting. He rubs his hands together and a trap door opens directly underneath where the pot of gold used to be in the corner of the room. So he did steal it. After all, I knew it. Not him, but the cult. The cult that follows the malicious, evil twin brother of St. Patrick himself. He's a demon by the name of St. Kitrap. That's Patrick spelled backwards. So he's, does he just follow Rumpelstiltskin rules? I, I, I don't get this. Do you get this? Particularly, but hey, I'm game. It's an evil twin, you see, laddie. I, Beware, well, I just... if they shall summon St. Kitrap, then perhaps we shall all die. But I best be off. He takes his uh, cane and, and starts hobbling out the door. Grab him right. before he can leave. Oh, the scruff of me neck. The nerve. You're coming with us, buddy. Why do I have to? seem to know some stuff. Not very much. I don't think you. I don't think you've told us everything. Well, if you find me at the end of the rainbow, I'm contractually obligated to give you a pot of gold, and I can cast magic in exchange for lucky charms. And that's about all I do as a leprechaun. Look at the orcs that were um, getting very, very drunk. Oh, I saw me on. Hey guys, I will give you the sack of gold if you help me go into this trapdoor and kill these cultists that live down the trapdoor, apparently. You got a deal, bro! Alright. They all come in and uh, grab all of the darts out of the dart board and put them into bandoliers full of darts as so to equip themselves to be ready for the fight. Awesome. I've got us, uh... I'd let the leprechaun go at this point. Why, thank you, laddie. Meet me at the end of the rainbow. I don't like That's the way you said that. That's also cold. I really don't like the way you said that. Before you leave, little leprechaun, Hi. give me a map to the end of the rainbow. 
I'm up to the end of the rainbow. You just you just look in the sky, and then there's a rainbow, and then you go to the end of it. Is that really Punch so him. difficult? <laughs> ah! Well, they're just rude. I'm leaving now. He storms off. All right, fine. You ready to go down? Yeah, let's go to let's go to that trap door. So I'm about to fight uh, the high dragon here. Have your uh, taco that you found the uh, lost and found real quick. Real quick, I just wanted to point out that we actually have comments in the chat, and I, I forgot to pay attention to it because I've been trying to DM and pay attention to everything. So, uh, welcome to uh, Mega Beast 18 and Tom Thurman. Thank you for uh, paying attention to our hilarious, stupid bullshit today. Uh, we will drink to you. Um. <clears throat> Uh, Mega Beast right. 18 commented that I have an audience, and now I'm taking a piss because I had to leave for a second. That's a, that's a, that is not that that is a thing that has happened on the podcast before, but not this time, surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> anywho, now we shall go into uh, something else. Uh, so, anyways, uh, what are you guys doing next? Entering the trapdoor? Jumping down uh, the trapdoor. Yeah. Sounds good to me. We'll go down the trapdoor. I guess we'll have the orcs go in with us. Okay. I'll be in front. Show us to not sh so show uh, cowardice. Okay. Uh, the uh... kind of like in the middle. All right. The five of you kind of jump down the hole um, and make perception checks uh let's see dave's perception is plus four and chris's is plus one i think it's what i said yes plus one yes was it plus Hold one ten so. also we've apparently been reported for racism which i hope is uh because of racism against dragonborn that could yeah. be awkward otherwise let's see that's a 13 total i have a 14 total <laughs> Okay. Um, Dave, you uh, hear uh, faint sounds of somebody talking just outside the door. Uh, as you come into the trap door, uh, this room is, is full of uh, various barrels and uh, casks of different kinds of liquor. Uh, and there's a door on one side of the room, and uh, you hear somebody seems to be talking on that side, the other side of the door. Motion to the orcs to be quiet as they're stumbling and bumbling a little bit. The first one comes down, climbs down the barrels very gingerly, gets ready. The second one climbs down the barrels very gingerly, and he draws a dart just in case. And the third one falls straight down atop the barrels, and they all splatter all over the place. <laughs> Oh, fucking shit and pooping balls, he says. Who's in there? You hear a voice from the other side call. Who's in there? Uh, me. Who's in there? It's me. just me, Paladin. Now, I, I'm here to arrest you. If you'd come out and surrender peacefully, that would be best. Well, you can't arrest me. I'm a cultist. 
I've got to destroy you if you're trying to arrest me. It's my job as a cultist, you see. I destroy oh. paladins. Oh, it's it's just me in here, so I'd, I'd just prefer if you come along peacefully. Okay, I'll come along peacefully. Hide behind the door. I hide behind the one side of the door. I'm going to motion the orcs forward uh, to get uh, to side along the door, and I'm going to open the door, uh, getting ready for a fight. With do, what weapons do I have? Um, you check your pockets and find that you have a longsword and a javelin. Ooh, I always like javelins. Change my position. I want to stand next to him with an arrow drawn in my bow pointed into the door. Okay. I have handcuffed myself, and I am now ready, but I'm sorry, I can't open the door because of the handcuffs. Oh, that's fair, fair enough. I'm going to open the door, getting ready for him to, like, take a swing at me. Um, you open the door to him, pointing his finger straight in your face, and uh, it seeps forth a vacuum of fiery, firing, flaming fire. And, all right. And it's on fire and stuff. Everybody make reflex saves Save. as all the casks That's... burst into flames. <clears throat> At 20. Hell yeah. 19. At 19. Sweet. Uh, so let's see. Um, reflex is actually called a dexterity save in this game. So Chris, yours is plus zero. Oh, no. Um, and let's see, yours is plus, uh, four, Dave, for your dexterity save. Oh, there's saving throws. Yeah, okay. I used a randomizer on these character sheets, so now I'm, like, trying to figure out how to read them. <laughs> Which, I, uh, since I admitted that, I think I have to, I think I have to, uh, drink, but, you know, it's all part of the fun. All right, so, <clears throat> anyways, um, the kegs all burst into flame, um, uh, and both of you save, so you only take half damage, uh, Let's see. So, Dave, you have a total of 11 hit points, and you are damaged for uh, 5 damage. And, Chris, you have 12 hit points, and you are also damaged for 5 damage. Safe. Ow! There was a little extra Damn. damage in there because of the casks all exploding, and now the area is also on fire, and you will probably take more fire damage if you do not get out of the flaming booze. How are the orcs doing? I should roll their saves, shouldn't I? Yes. Um, all right. That one does not save. That one does not save. And that one does not save. Damn, that's... That was one eh roll and two really... Epic shit rolls. So, uh, the orcs are all unconscious in a flaming pile of booze. 
which admittedly is probably how they wanted to die. Fair enough. Yep, I'm not. I'm okay with this. <laughs> I'm so I had an arrow ready. That did I release that arrow or did I just completely? Oh uh, like, yeah, since you readied the action, um, you can go ahead and uh, make an attack action before we roll initiative. So your attack bonus with the longbow is plus four to hit, and it will do you a D8 plus two if you Eight. should hit. Let's see where's my. Where's my D8? D8? Oh, first three. Alright, yeah, first, first, right? Yep. Well, that's a fucking three. Three will unfortunately oh. not hit, even with the plus four bonus there. Um, but your arrow flies uh, straight at him, and he poops himself just a little. That works. <laughs> good with that. And now right. we can roll it. Now I'm going to just all right, so let's see. Dave, you're still plus two, and Chris, you are still plus zero. And there's their first nat 20 of the night. Um, Ooh. So I'll drink a celebratory drink for them, which will bring me on to Guinness number two. Golden eight. That makes it a 10. I rolled a 14. Alright, so the first one to go will be this cultist asshole. Unfortunately for him, he's spent his spell for the day. So he draws a dagger and he stares menacingly at you and he says, Neat! Ah... Uh. Chris's turn. You only have one spell a day? Really? I'm going to shove my sword up you. I'm going to shove my sword up him. Okay. We'll roll an attack roll. Your long sword uh, has a plus five bonus to hit. Uh, I forget how paladins work in 5th edition. Do I have smite evil? Um... Not at this level. You might get it later. It uh, It's not listed here, so... That's a 14 total. <clears throat> okay. 14 will hit. All right. Uh, let's see. Longsword damage. That's still a D8, I think. Uh, yeah, yes. I got a... 1D8 plus 3. Ooh, I've got a good strength bonus. And I rolled an 8, so that's 11 damage. Okay. Uh, 11 damage will fell him. Blarg, I am felled. Blech, he says as he falls into a pool of blood and flaming booze. Uh, okay, I'm going to kick, kick him until I'm sure that he is a corpse. Might be painful while he's dying. You're pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> Are you going to get out of the flaming booze as well? I, I am getting out of the flaming booze. <laughs> I, I will... First, I will do the thing where I don't die to flaming booze by getting out of it using the clever tactic called don't stand in the fire. Uh, and then I'm going to kick his corpse a little bit. 
I feel like World of Warcraft healers could have wrote a book on not standing in fire, and it still would not have helped most DPS players. I've, uh... <clears throat> I've heard stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jump into the room that the cultist previously was in, um, the now-dead cultist, and I'm going to just, after Chris has kicked his body a little bit, toss his body into the fire. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I guess if it's already in the fire, we should probably, you know, like, get any precious metals he was carrying, fillings out of his teeth, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't really look that rich to me. Uh, he had a spell book, which the only spell in it was Burning Hands. It was copied on every page for some reason. Do those work as scrolls? No. Okay. That would be hilarious. That would be really <laughs> Just funny. like 200 scrolls of Burning Hands. What the fuck? <laughs> Why would you do this? Uh, Good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. All right, so now his body. Now I chuck his body into the fire. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what else is in here. His body burns away. Uh, he also did have one bottle of uh, mountain spring water that was purified with uh, vegan minerals. You're not quite sure what vegan minerals means, but you're pretty sure he's some sort of a weird fucking hippie. What a weirdo. As you exit the door to get out of the flaming booze, the hallway opens up and goes uh, left or right. Hmm. Uh, Let's go left. Left hand rule. As always. Fine with this. Alright. So you said right? (laughs) I said left. Left. Unless, unless you said right, uh, Dave. Oh, I'm, I'm stuck with you. Going left. All right. All right. Uh, so you head left down the corridor, and it uh, comes to another T-junction that goes left and right. You can see uh, on either side comes to a door. The one on the right is locked. Left again. Okay. Head left, and you come to that door that is not locked. Okay. I'm going to give that a listen. Okay. Do I have an ear horn? Um, you check your pockets for an ear horn, and all you find is... Um, an admirer's love letter. When did this get here? Huh. What's it say? What does it anything, say? Anything useful? It says, My beloved, please forgive me. I have left you for a scourge spawn. Trash. I bet this isn't important to anybody anyway. I throw it over my shoulder. <laughs> Put my hand on your shoulder. It's okay, bro. What's okay? I don't know. I mean, clearly, I just stole this guy's love letter. Maybe when I was arresting him. 
Like, I'm, I'm a lawman, I, I think. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to think? <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the door this time. All right, uh, make Do a I perception check. All right. Uh, I rolled a six. Hmm. I rolled a 16. Not doing very good on these perception okay, checks. Okay, let's see. Uh, Chris, yours checks. was plus one, and Dave's was plus four, I think. So, 17 total on yes. mine. Okay. And 10 on mine. <clears throat> uh, so, Chris, you hear um, a faint jingling sound of metal clanking against some other material, but you're not quite sure what the other material is. It's an odd sound. Uh, you also hear a little bit of rustling around. Kind of sounds like uh, wooden, like uh, just small, like bars of wood, kind of being clacked together. Clackety 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 clack. Bars of wood. So is it like? I think there are skeletons wearing armor and dancing beyond the store. Sounds like a party. <laughs> An evil party. Knocked? I don't know you knew that spell. What was that? Said I didn't know you knew that spell. Uh, what spell did he say? Uh, he said he was going to knock. Uh, like, should we? I gently knock on the door. Okay. You hear a retort. I'm going to knock shaven haircut two bits on the door. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> the retort rings loud and clear, just as you would expect it to. Open the door. There are indeed six skeletons dancing around. However, none of them are wearing armor. Uh, if you make a perception check, you may see exactly what was making the strange clinkety sound. Was it jewelry? I I'll make the perception check. Or I will Jeez. attempt that. You're supposed uh, to have the good perception, but you just keep rolling crap on it. <laughs> Isn't that how that always goes? The guy with the good yeah. bonus rolls shit. Yes, yep. that's how that always goes. Uh, what was your roll, Chris? Seven total. All right, uh, you're not quite sure. Uh, you're too distracted by all of the skeletons about to attack you. Roll for initiative. Oh, no. It's okay, they roll one. Uh, crit fail, I have to drink. Two. Well, that's good, because I rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Nice. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so, uh, Dave, what was yours? I rolled a two as well. Okay. So you rolled a two and Chris rolled a two. Uh, but let's see. Dave's initiative is plus two and Chris's is plus zero. So Dave will go first. Um, I, uh, pull my, I take my shovel stick it like out to try to trip these oncoming skeletons okay <clears throat> um let's see how would how does trip work in fifth edition chris do you know 
Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> that even something that I can do. <laughs> I don't play enough 5th edition to be 100% sure how that works, but it sounds hilarious, so I'm going to let you do it, and I'll make up a rule when it happens. Uh, Chris, your turn. All right. Uh, he's sticking out his shovel to trip skeletons that are running towards us, but these skeletons look like they're reasonably intelligent, right? Um, as intelligent as skeletons go, I suppose. Uh, I mean, they're all dancing. I'm, I'm going to, uh, ready an action to attack if one gets beyond that shovel. Okay. <clears throat> and will that be all? And that will be all for now. All right. Uh, then the skeleton's turn. One does indeed attempt to go past the shovel. Um... Dave, make an, let's see, make an attack roll, and I will give him an opposed dexterity saving throw in order to not be tripped. Fuck yeah. Hold a natural 20. All right, celebratory drink for Dave. He rolls a nat 20. Empty. <laughs> All right. That was impressive, too, because I actually was like, oh, shit, this isn't going to work because he rolled a 19. So uh, that's that's fucking awesome Ooh. luck for you. All right. So you trip the skeleton. He falls straight forward into Chris's uh, whatever attack he's going to ready. Uh, did you ready an attack with your lance or your uh, sword? I was using my sword. I was kind of half sorting my sword okay. and uh, using it as like a bludgeon. Okay. You know, skeletons. Sure. Uh, so you still have your plus five attack? Yes. Uh, that will be a 21. That'll hit. Hot damn. And six damage. All right. Uh, the, That's that not what I meant to buy. Damn it. is destroyed as your blade cleaves off his skull and uh, his, the rest of his bones fall to the ground and shatter all about, as I was actually going to give extra damage for Dave tripping him. I was going to give fall damage or something, but uh, uh, that was actually enough damage to kill this quick little skeleton. And so one skeleton down and five to go. And mysteriously enough, uh, that skeleton was the source of the strange tinkling sound, uh, you find that a key was stuck on one of his ribs. <clears throat> Ooh. Uh, I guess we'll just close the door if, if we have the ability to, uh, and just pick that up. I just okay. back out after picking up the key and close the door. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that would put it to uh, Dave's turn. The other skeletons try to get a little closer, but uh, can't quite make it out of the room, and then it would be Dave's turn. He could close the door if that's what you guys want to try to do. So I'm good with that. What you'd like to do? <clears throat> I'm good okay. with that. All right. Uh, so Dave, seeing that you've grabbed the key, slams the door in the skeletons' faces, and uh, they... Uh, you hear continued dancing. <laughs> Apparently they're just down Didn't to seem point. to mind. Yeah, I think they only attack uh, when the door is opened. It's like Zelda 1, when you go out of the room, you're just they just forget you exist. Just, re just reset, yeah. 
right? Just like, there was six dark nuts in there, and none of them gave a shit enough to follow me out of the room. <laughs> well, they'd have to get through the choke point. That's the door. Right. Yep. Let's go try this key on the door ahead of us here. Uh, All right, it good. pops open the door. Uh, do you enter? Uh, mm. yes. I will okay. lead. All right. Uh, there are I'm ten following. gargoyle statues around the room in a large circle. Uh, each of them holding different uh, weapons that seem to be very finely crafted. Uh, one, uh, some with swords, some with spears, some with axes and uh, bows and different kinds of weapons. Is there a distinct like pattern to these mermans that these gargoyle statues are holding? Like. Like, is it going, like, this one's holding swords, this one's holding axes, and then it's, like, alternating or something like that? Um, is there a pattern there? Yeah, Discernible. sort of. So there's there's ten statues. Uh, one has a long sword. One has a great sword. The next one has a bow and arrow. The next one has an axe. Uh, the next, or, or a hand axe. And the, the fifth one has a great axe. And then that pattern repeats on the opposite side of the room as well. Why do I have a bad feeling about this room? Anything on the floor to indicate booby traps? Uh, make perception rolls. Like that. Teen. Was that 18? 20 yeah, total. Alright, and that's... 13. 13. One. Three is what I rolled. Okay, yes. and then your plus four will bring you up to 17. Uh, so actually, you both notice uh, that there are scratching marks that look as though these statues have been moved around the room recently. So they're just... I'm going to look at them mm. suspiciously, and I'm going to try and push one. Does okay. it slide reasonably easily? Uh, make a strength roll. Okay. What's my strength plus three? Yeah. Okay. Five. Uh, five total? Five total, yes. Uh, you kind of push it against it, and uh, it, it kind of wobbles forward and then back, and then it starts falling on you again. Make a strength saving throw to avoid getting crushed by the statue. Oh, no. Uh, you are proficient uh, on, uh, well, actually, no, let's see. I guess not. Um, so your, yeah, your strength save is the same as your regular strength modifier of plus three. Ten total. All right. Yeah, I guess paladins are proficient in wisdom and charisma saves, not strength. Cool. Uh, so yeah. ten total? Ten total, yes. Yeah, all right. Um, you've are pinned under the statue, but you do not take any damage. You manage to hold it just enough, and you're like, uh, shit, I can't breathe. Oh, fuck. I, like, I quickly move over and push it off of him, like, help, like, roll it. 
All right. Uh, Dave, make a strength roll. And uh, Chris, you can roll to assist. Dave, your strength bonus is plus two. Old aid. All right. Okay, so that would be a 14 total. Okay. And that would be an eight. All right. Uh, so you managed to kind of barely kind of squeak the uh, stone off of you because uh, mostly Dave helps and, and kind of rolls it off to one side. Uh, chips off a piece of the gargoyle's head. I think fall out of the gargoyle statue? Not specifically. Okay. You did notice uh, that the store, the weapons that they're all holding are uh, definitely actually worked metal in order. They look like battle-ready weapons, uh, as opposed to the rest of the statue just looks like stone. Okay, you said there was, were any of the weapons hammers? Uh, no. Okay. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look carefully at like all the weapons to make sure that there's nothing like tied to them, nothing that's gonna like trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I because I kind of want to pull some of these out and just like arm myself with them. Uh, yeah, as far as you can tell, they're just being, like, inserted into the hand as though it was, like, a Lego guy and you shoved a Lego piece in it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab one of the long swords, or one of the, one of the, what kind of swords were there? Uh, there's long swords or great swords. Grab a great sword. Why not? All right. I will also grab a great sword. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you notice that these are actually very finely crafted. They are masterwork weapons. Ooh. So what, does masterwork work the same in 5th edition? I feel like I should look that up now, just in case. Assume <laughs> uh, well, 3.5 masterwork. Yeah. Oh, actually, there is... I'm looking at, like, it's... I googled Masterwork 5e, and it's like people asking if there's a 5e equivalent. So, yeah, we're going to rule it as 3.5 <laughs> because I didn't actually realize that there was no such thing as Masterwork. But I rolled that on the random dungeon table when I was creating the room, so they're Masterwork, damn it. They give you a plus one bonus to attacks, but not damage rolls. So, decent bonus. Pretty good make. All right. <clears throat> So you steal a couple of swords. Are you going to do anything else in this room? Uh, let's uh, smash up the gargoyles with the weapons we're not using. Sure. All right. You take a few minutes to smash up all the gargoyle statues. They crumble to dust. They're uh, okay made gargoyle statues, but they don't stand up to the might of these awesome weapons. Yeah, fuck you, gargoyle statues. Uh, do we reveal anything beneath them or behind them? Nope. I'm doing so. Okay. You go back down the hallway and back down the right path. Okay. Yes. Question mark to Chris, more or less. Oh uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. All right, so you backtrack back to the direction you were going in the first place, uh, which leads to another T junction heading left and right. Uh, you see that the 
if you turn left, you will come to a door which has two keyholes on it. Uh, does our keys. original key fit in there? It fits in one of the locks, yes. Okay, just, you know, leave it in there for now and be like, well, we found one of the keys. Uh, what other areas are we missing here? Uh, so uh, do if any... you went back to the right, then there would be another direction that you hadn't quite gone yet. Okay. All right. I was going to say, could we try to break the door possibly first, but... Can go back all the way first. All right. Uh, so you head back the other way, um, and there is another door. This one is actually a fairly well-made stone door. Um. Does the door have any writing on it? Um, nothing specific, no. You're running around the door. Any indications that might tell us what to do to open it? Uh, there's a big knocker then, on it. Knockers? Uh, yeah, just uh, pulled on the knocker. And, uh, knock that door. Mm -hmm. knock, it, knock it good with the knocker. Ooh! I have a carrot. Huh. And a derringer. I did not expect that sentence just now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not every day that you're playing D&D &D and somebody's just like, I have a carrot and a derringer. <laughs> to hell, man. <laughs> All right. So uh, you take your carrot and your... I, or, sorry, no. You... Um, Anyways, you uh, knock on the door, and yeah. the uh, door opens directly up into the ceiling, and you are greeted by a towering ogress. Uh, she looks at you and uh, speaks a very strange tongue, which I don't know if either of you have heard before, because I need to look at your languages. Uh, so... DM's taking a break to look at the notes. Everybody has to drink. That's one of the rules, probably. At least I have to drink. I'm not sure if you guys have to drink. You can drink if you want to. I'm out, I'm out of You can it. leave your friends behind. Because they don't oh. drink. And if they don't drink, then they know friends of mine. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> You're do going into a very weird men hats what thing. What the fuck was I looking at? <laughs> I forgot Safety what I was even looking for. <laughs> something on your character sheet. So I'm gonna drink again. Do we do we speak speak ogre? That's the uh, I think that's the thing. That is the thing. Okay, so now I have to figure out. All right, languages. Okay, so let's see. Chris, you speak not those languages, and Dave, you speak. Uh, you actually speak orc, Dave. Uh, so okay. yeah. So you understand that this ogress woman is, uh, at least you can make out bits and pieces because the uh, ogre language is very similar to orcish. Um, you make okay. out uh, some bits and pieces. Uh, the master is not at home. Please come back again. I'm going to nod my head like I understand what she's saying. I'm going to be like, mm, yep, totally. Come when again. will he be back? The master is out. Asking the 
ogre orc. Uh, you you ask an orcish, and she's actually quite taken aback by a dragonborn that speaks orc language. Uh, he, he will be back in in forty fortnights. Yep, I mm -hmm. I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> if I wanted I'm gonna to reach, <laughs> I, I I look at you and I I look at Chris and kind of give him the short short version. <laughs> I, I, I speak a little bit of this language, but I'm not quite sure what to do here, so just keep smiling and nodding. All right. She kind of leans into you, uh, Dave. Is that guy high? <laughs> I, I, look, I look at her and say, maybe. We were, we've had a strange night. Uh, I ask if I wanted to yep. reach the master sooner, how could we do that? Answer me these riddles three, and I shall give to you the key. I'm kidding. I don't know any riddles, and I also don't know where the key is, but it's in this room someplace. You feel free to look. As long as you don't mess up anything. If you mess up the chandelier, I will throttle you. Touch the chandelier. I'm speaking to Chris. But touch look the chandelier. The there's a key here. I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> want to run in? <laughs> Don't <laughs> shout, but I don't know if I'm too late. <laughs> don't, don't touch the chandelier. Don't. Wrecked. Add ogre smash. <laughs> Ogre smash if I touch the... Sh oh, well, if you say so. I want to touch the chandelier. <laughs> the ogress lifts Try. a giant backhand and slaps you over the back of the head. What's your armor class is what I would normally ask, except for I'm the guy that has your armor class, so I can look at it. <laughs> Actually, your armor class is amazing, but she still hits you. Uh, okay. So for future reference, Chris, if you're asked for your armor class, your armor class is 18. I see. That is high for first level. Um, but I think you have good armor or something. Uh, yeah, I have, like, <clears throat> plate or something. I'm, yeah. Oh, uh -huh. chain mail. Uh, yeah, so, and a shield. Yeah. Uh, so she slaps at the back of your head, and you definitely pick up your shield and, and block it like some sort of a crazy ninja-ass dude just blocking backhands somehow. Even though I said backhand and the motion I was making is a forehand, so it's, it's back. It's back. It's just it's a little bit. Whichever backwards. one of those sounds cooler canonically, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, you you block it, uh, and now you may roll initiative. Oh God. It's hard to roll. Hard to roll when I'm trying to dodge bullets. <laughs> Don't die, Chris. Oh. You're getting shot. <laughs> 20 total again. All right, 20 total. Roll the uh, one. Dave, what's your... <laughs> My initiative, if I'm in... Roll the one, that one. Roll the you one. Have to it's probably your roll, right? I said some I, of the I rolls that I remembered, but I... Okay, so I'll, I'll drink for you. It's fine. Thank you. 
Dave's tooting. I have to toot too, right? I think that's a rule. <coughs> Mine's deeper. Oh yeah, so deep. So deep inside me is the whiskey. Anywho, uh, so Chris, you had a 20, Dave, you had a nat 1, and they had a 3. So, Chris, you are the first one to do shit. What shit you hey. gonna do? Uh, well, I've co having completely misunderstood the situation, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not into that. <laughs> I'm going to wave my hands off of her. Just kind of... W wave back, be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't like that. Don't do that to me. Um, roll uh, diplomacy, which is is that called diplomacy in this game? I guess you could roll deception or. I'm not really deceiving anybody. I think. Yeah, so you can roll deception, which your deception is. Uh, plus three. Uh, well, 17. <clears throat> All right. Uh, 17. Um, she's taken aback by you, but still somewhat unfriendly. Uh, she's not quite sure what to make of you because she has no idea what the fuck language you're speaking. <clears throat> uh, however, it is his her turn uh so she's going to go now and being unsure about you uh she's actually going to pound dave who she believes has told you to pound her chandelier uh so dave she attacks you and your armor class for future reference is 13 which she misses terribly which means i have to drink because i missed i also forgot to drink when i missed chris double drinking fuck yeah all right, I'm almost out of Guinness, except for I got another can over here. So this this is shaping up to be a hilarious D and D session for me. Um, <laughs> what's going on? All right, Ogris misses you. Dave's turn. Uh, so yeah, what you gonna do? Some cool stuff. Uh, kick its ass. Yeah, I'm just gonna swing. I'm just gonna swing my uh, that fancy uh, great sword that I picked up. Swing it at her. Big right. old swing. Proficiencies. Martial weapons. You are proficient with martial weapons. So you get your proficiency bonus of plus two as well as your strength bonus of plus two. Four is your total attack modifier. Am I rolling my d20 on this one? Yep. My... Okay. Well, that was a nat 20 on that. All right. Celebratory drink for Dave. I'm finally like rolling good numbers. Celebratory yeah. drinks. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, um, yes. Actually, let's do a critical hit chart as well. Because um, critical hit charts Ooh. are cool. Um, so, uh, roll here. Ooh, 96. That's a big number. And the, the higher numbers on my critical hit chart are usually hilarious. So, let's see if I can line up my fingers with the keyboard while I can't see it while I'm slightly inebriated. I can look up my critical hit chart. Oh, hits. Oh, no, I can't. Actually, I actually got to click on the thing to go to the Google Drive instead of just... 
because I don't use that document enough, apparently. Damn it. Okay, critical hits. Boom. All right, so... What did I say, 96? Is that what I said? Okay. Because uh, I, I seem to have pushed the dice for now and they say a different number. So, uh, 96. Hadouken! You accidentally cast a fifth level burning hands. Roll 5d4 for damage. Uh, let's see here. It's a three. Four. Fails her save. Four. Two. And a three. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's four, four, two, and a three. Yeah, four, four, two, three. Okay, so that's a three. There was two threes, two threes, two fours. You said five times, right? Yeah. Okay, so four, four, yeah. four two is threes, eight, two, two fours. four is ten, and two threes is sixteen. All right, sixteen damage is a pretty good hit to her. Uh, she is very taken aback by this sudden uh, crazy ass shit. Uh, you also get your weapon damage. Um, which is 5th edition the one where it just maximizes out your damage roll, or was that 4th edition? That was 4th edition? I don't know so how 5th edition's crits work. You still get double damage in 5th edition, right? I'm questioning the rolls again. Drink. think so. I don't know. I'm drinking anyway. I'm also almost out of this one, so one more drink, I think. <laughs> and then I'll have to go for can number 3. But we're ready. That's why I came prepared. I'm a Boy Scout and shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, yeah, I'll get. Uh, it's, it's. I'll just say it's double damage. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, somebody correct me in the comments okay. if I'm incorrect. Uh, so, Dave, you get uh, double damage on your weapon damage as well. Which, for a, a great sword, is 2d6 plus your strength modifier. of. Uh, and do you get time and a half strength damage in 5th edition for a 2 uh, weapon? Don't think so. Okay, so just strength damage and your... Prof do you get proficiency bonus to damage or just attack? Uh... Questioning the rules again and again. Damn it. You, get you don't get proficiency bonus to damage. That okay. I do know. <laughs> okay, so um, anyways. Hold a, a two and a six. Okay, so eight damage and times two is going to be 16, as well as your strength modifier mm. of two doubled is four, so that's 20 damage. So holy shit balls, that's a lot of damage for first level. Uh, yeah, uh, you kicked the shit out of her. And uh, she's a charred pile of dead goo now. And I am on to Guinness number three. I uh, look down at her and I go, oh, she was attacking us? <laughs> because you touched the chandelier, we might have been able to not deal with that, but I oh well. I thought I was supposed to touch the chandelier. I said don't touch the chandelier. Or she'll smash. Oh. Right. I see. <laughs> well, let's just find this damn key. It's in here somewhere. 
that out of her before you went and played Tarzan with the candelabra. Next time you touch this chandelier, I'll get smashed. Ah, that's a beer drinking joke because I'm drinking beer. But come to think of it, why didn't she want us touching that chandelier? Don't know. She liked fancy shit. I'm gonna pull on the chandelier, try and try and not like pull it down necessarily, but like try and pull it with like even strength. Okay, make a strength roll. Okay. Your strength being plus three. I will get you that result in just a little bit here. You drop your dice. <laughs> uh, that is a six. My strength rolls have been terrible, even though my strength is not terrible. All right. You grab the chandelier, and you can't even quite manage to do a pull-up, and you feel like just as bad as you did in middle school gym class when you couldn't do a pull-up, and you are slightly sad about your life. It's like the game knows me. I'm taller than him in this. Probably. Let's see. Yeah, dra dragonborn are usually like six yeah, to I seven assume, feet tall. Yeah. I assume so, but I didn't know if you're elf. Although half, half elves elf. are relatively tall as well. Yeah. Um, so. They're usually shorter than humans. It doesn't specifically say right. your height on here, so you can be whatever the fuck height you want. All right. I'm just a little bit taller, so I'll, I'm going to try tugging on the chandelier. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. No, there it is. So, Chris, you are 5'11". Okay. Dave, you are 6'5", so you are a little bit taller. Okay. Oh, I am Good six I'm about as tall in the game as I am in real life. Huh. Magic. I'm significantly taller in the game. Yeah. In real life. I, I'm okay with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to reach up and try tugging the chandelier now as well. All right, you can make a strength roll. Teen. That's my plus two, so that's a 20. All right, so uh, with your 20, uh, you managed to grab the hold of the chandelier and surprisingly easily, the chain that's holding it up actually breaks, and you're kind of baffled at that. Uh, it's very strange, but uh, it seems as though it was meant to come down with relative ease. Huh. Um, I examine the chandelier a little bit to see if there's anything. Okay, you can make an insight check. Uh, your insight is plus four. Chris, yours well, that is means plus I roll, three if that you'd means like I... to try as well. Got an eight total. All right. Well, you're pretty sure that chandeliers were invented so that you could put several candles in one place to make a room brighter. I've that is got... What your insight tells you. I've got a 12. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Chris, you also deduce that chandeliers are made to make the room brighter. Um, and you think it's really weird that it comes down so easily. You think there may be an ulterior purpose, uh, but you are not entirely sure what it is. I'm going to try yanking on that chain. Uh, the chain from the top of the chandelier or what's little is left in the ceiling. 
uh, what little is left in the ceiling? Um, right there, the last, there's basically a link and a half. The, the second link broke off. And so there's about a link and a half. And that top link is about as sturdy as your average chain link. So that one's actually pretty good and sturdy. It's kind of stuck in there. You could probably do a pull-up on there if you could do a pull-up because you weren't a fucking sissy. Oh, well, I'm going to try and grab on there and just hang off it with my weight. You hang off of it with your weight? Yeah. Can I comedically, like, wrap my arms around his waist and, like, hang off of him, too? So adding now my weight to this? Uh, yes, you can go ahead and try that. Uh, Chris, make a strength check to hold both of you up. <clears throat> uh, I can't. I think that's the four that's face up, so that's a seven. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Dave, as you grab onto him, you pull him straight down, and the both of you fall upon the uh, pile of flaming orcish goo. Oh, I got goo on me. I don't like to be covered oh, in this specific orc. variety of goo. Ogre is what I meant. Yeah, flaming orc on me. Flaming ogre on me. I get back up and brush myself off, and I'm going to start looking around the rest of the room now. Okay. Um, anything of note? Possibly. Um, let's check it out. Um, there is another chandelier. Ooh. Their chandelier sounds intriguing. There is another chandelier? Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, hang that one up off of there, I guess? That's, I'm going to go ahead and reach up there and pull that one down. Right. Pull on that one. Not necessarily pull it down, but pull on it. All right, that one seems to be sturdily stuck in place. Uh, pull, try and room? hang off that chandelier. Phones are acting up. Cut out there for a second. Uh. Yeah, so Chris, are you going to uh, try hanging off that chandelier, or were you suggesting that Dave try that? I will try that. Okay, uh, go ahead and make an acrobatics. Ooh. Is that what it's called in this edition? That yes, is it is! You have a plus two. Fifteen. All right. Uh, you managed to hang off of it pretty well. It actually swings back and forth decently well, and the, the chain is very sturdy and holds it just upright with you. Okay. Hmm. I don't seem to be activating any sort of mechanism, do I? Not as far as you can tell. Okay. Um... 
So why is this chandelier no. so sturdy? Can I take my shovel and try to break the ceiling above the where the chandelier that fell? Can I like, try to bust that up? Um, yeah, you can go ahead. Um, I guess make an attack roll, the plus two, which is your strength bonus because you are not proficient with a shovel. We've been over that. But I still think overall. it's funny. Uh, 12 is the total? Yes. All right. Um, you managed to stick your shovel into the roof, the uh, kind of general makeup of this... Uh, basically, all the rooms you've been in is stonework that uh, seems to be this kind of uh, basement area for what the pub would be. So most of it is is stonework, uh, just kind of sunk under would the ground be. as as though they had built it partially as uh, like a foundation as well uh, for the pub. And actually, you notice that these corridors are going out in directions. If you've been paying attention, which you probably haven't been because we haven't been mapping this out all that well, but uh, if you, uh, it, it actually extends even further beyond the scope of uh, just the pub. It, uh, it goes off a little further than that. Okay, so possibly. I think. Uh, does it wait? Does anything happen with that ceiling? Does it lead to the pub? Uh, what was the name of the other pub at the beginning? Uh, you were in. What did I say? You were in. Like. It's a something motherfucker. It's. Yeah, but what was the name of the other pub? Yes. Was there another pub? Yeah, because the uh, some of the patrons got pissed off from when the pot of gold went missing. Oh and they yeah, were like, some of them went we're to going Jeff's, to Jeff's bar. Uh, would Jeff's bar be under there? Um, possibly. You're just you're kind of heading in that general direction. Oh, maybe Jeff stole the gold. Which is something I care about completely and totally and not <laughs> and uh, not just because I need uh, to pin the murder of this barman on somebody other than me. Right. <laughs> uh, did anything happen with my shovel on the ceiling? Um, you knocked a few of the stones loose. I see anything... With these now loose stones, or is it just more stone, more ceiling? Um, after a couple of stones kind of fall out, you see there's more dirt and then uh, wooden, what appears to be floorboard or something uh, from the underside. Oh, I have an idea. Hang that first chandelier that broke off. Hang that from the second chandelier. Before. Uh, I hand you the uh, the chandelier from the ground nearby. Okay. Uh, you hang the chandelier from the other chandelier, and uh, now this area of the room is extremely bright, where the other area of the room is slightly darker, because there is no chandelier there. But there are two chandeliers here. Wait, is there a key in the chandelier? Uh, make an investigation check. 
Okay. Your bonus on investigation, Chris, is minus one. Uh, 17 total. All right. Um, you notice, actually, the place where the chain broke off, it kind of connects to the top, and the top, actually, uh, is, is a very strange shape for a chandelier, and, uh, it, it looks surprisingly, strangely, a little like a key head. There we are. I had, I had a, I had, I knew it all along. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all along totally obvious <laughs> all right let's uh, go over to Get that me. other double keyed door and uh stick this key in all right you uh stick the Good. chandelier right in the keyhole and give it a good turn and it turns and turns like a giant wheel on a bank safe it's very interesting and mesmerizing to watch as it turns and turns. And you think, man, if I was stoned out of my mind, this would be great. But since you're not stoned out of your mind, it's just kind of okay. It's like, ah, that's, that's turning for a while. That's kind of neat. And then uh, the door swivels open. And you see in the room a massive uh, figure that is... Uh, about from the chest all the way down, uh, dark and wreathed in black flames uh, that is slowly building up more and more of its body. Uh, you recognize the figure, of course, as the illustrious demon Saint Kurtap, uh, which is, is Patrick spelled backwards. Uh, uh, before him Saint is... Uh, ten cultists in the room, which are bowing and doing various uh, occult rituals in order to attempt to summon it, including such profane acts as spilling beer upon the floor and peeing in the whiskey. You bastards. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> Let's fuck them up. Roll for initiative. We meet again, St. Kurtap. Oh, uh, that's an 18, natural 18. 15 plus 2, so 6, 17. Alright, so 17 for Dave, 15 for Chris? Yes. Alright, and their initiative was only a measly 4. Uh, so, uh, let's see, so... who had? The, wait, hold on, I just said it, and now I'm confused. Who had the 17? <laughs> Dave, okay, uh. so... Dave will go first. Uh, around the room, uh, there is a circle of something on the floor. Uh, you usually see rituals like this performed with a circle of blood. However, this is a yellowish liquid, so you are unsure of its exact contents. Um, circle there... of beer? Circle of cores? Circle of pee, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may uh, make a check if you would like to deduce that. You can use your insight. Uh, yes, I would like to bring okay. so that your out. Your insight is plus four. It's a nine plus four. All right. It stinks in here pretty bad. You're pretty sure it's pee. Uh, All right. 
But, you know, Coors does smell kind of like pee, so it's... I'm into... Uh, so I'm there into... are uh, ten, like, cultists around the room in a circle, around the circle of pee, and in the center is kind of one head cultist. He's got a uh, moose skull on his head uh, with large antlers uh, peering forth. These cultists are on the outside of the circle of P? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and swing my greatsword at the nearest one or two if I can hit two of them with it. Unless that was my turn rolling for, to investigate the P circle. Uh, no, that's disregard. just something you can do while you're looking around. So you can go ahead and make an okay. attack. Uh, eight. All right. Eight plus uh, with your... Uh, let's see. You're using that... Uh, great sword. Great sword. Uh, so that'll be uh, oh. plus five total because it's you have a normal plus four and it's also a masterwork weapon, so plus five. Uh, so 13 uh, will hit one of the cultists. <clears throat> And that's 2d6 plus 2. And 6. And a 5. Alright. 6 and a 5. Uh, that will uh, easily kill one of these cultists. Uh, he falls to the ground and murmurs something uh, about uh, wishing he could pee into more things. What yeah. a weirdo. He falls face down into the circle of P. Chris. Uh, so that's the demon Sir Kiptrak. Kip shit, fuck. Uh, is he fully summoned yet? Uh, no. Uh, the cultists appear to be performing a ritual, uh, which some of them are now bailing out of but the head guy seems to be he seems to continue chanting as uh saint kitraps or kurtap uh is uh his body keeps slowly appearing bit by bit so you so, assume that he will be ready soon if you do not uh interrupt the ritual somehow all right i am going to just d dive tackle that idiot all right um by Charging past, uh, you will provoke attacks of opportunity from two other, just, uh, the regular cultists. Is that That's okay? fine. That's why I wear heavy armor. Mm -hmm. Very well. Uh, so they will attempt to slay you terribly. And one of them will fail epically, and the other one will actually hit you pretty well. Ow. Uh, he stabs you, uh, fairly solidly uh, with his uh, short sword. Um, you take five damage. I am very hurt. Alright. And the cultist's turn. Uh, well, do I them... get to uh, tackle that guy? Oh, yes, you do get your attack. Sorry, I, I forgot about that part. Yeah, I'm going to tackle him sword out. I figure a sword's not going to hurt a guy in plate mail, but it might hurt a guy who's in robes. All right. Uh, that would be an eight, so miss. 
Yeah, it will miss, unfortunately. Actually, I'm sorry, ten. Ten will still miss. Okay. This guy's got a slightly better AC than naked. Yes. <laughs> than a naked man with no dexterity. Alright, and then it will be the cultists' turn. Um, some of them continue uh, praying for the ritual. Uh, several of them uh, relieve their bladders in order to strengthen the circle of pee. Uh, others of them uh, get ready for the combat that seems to be ensuing. Uh, the one that drew his sword earlier, Chris, uh, comes and attempts to attack you. You may uh, perform an attack of opportunity because he is charging you. All right. Roll the dice. That's a uh, <clears throat> 12. All right. 12 will unfortunately miss. All right. Um, and he gets advantage because he's using a charge attack. Um, so let's see. What is your AC? 18. So actually, even with the advantage, he unfortunately misses you. Uh, his sword goes right by you, um, and you, uh, mock him and call him a sissy. But, yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> All right, and then top of the order. That's me. Back to Dave. I decided that I'm going to take a shot at that cultist leader by raising up my shovel and hurling it at him. All right. As if it were a javelin. Fuck yes. This is badass. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, throw, make a strength roll uh, plus three. Or no, let's see. That's Chris's character sheet. Yours is plus two. Um, shit. Hold on. My mic cut out. My headphones cut out. Oh. Oh, that's not Great. good. Yeah. We can a shitty you. headphone cord. Yeah, what do you need me to... Um, yeah, so make an attack roll. So that's going to be your d20 as usual, um, plus your strength yep. modifier of two. You are not proficient with throwing a shovel as much as you are not proficient with... But uh, if this works, this will be absolutely amazing. I rolled a 13. All right, 15 will actually hit his AC. Uh... So roll a d6 plus your strength bonus of 2. Roll the 2 on the d6. He takes damage, so I get to drink. Uh, that was 6 on the damage, you said? 2 on the d6. 2 on the d6, okay. All right. Um, so then plus the 2 more is 4 damage. Um, he is interrupted. Uh, so you notice that the... Uh, little bits of Saint Kurtap that are um, coming into being are um, slowed down a little bit by interrupting his spell. <clears throat> Chris, that will be your turn. I say, yeah, take that, you dumb uh, cultists. You're, uh, and then I'm gonna swing at the. Uh, guy who just got hit by a shovel. Alright. Uh, you're right next to him as well, so go ahead and knock him out. Or what have you. Uh, 
Yeah. Let's roll that die. Okay, finally, a 19 total. All right, that's pretty good. Uh, that'll hit. All right. Uh, so let's see. Damage is five. Five. Actually, wait, that's a D8 I just rolled. Whatever, I'll, t I'll keep it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so five damage. Um... He is now uh, fairly hurt. Uh, he's bloodied, and you assume it won't take a ton more to bring him down after those two mighty hits from the epic chivalry and your uh, sword, or whatever the... You're, you have a sword, right? Yeah, I have two swords. Yeah, because you stole a sword from some guy that was a gargoyle statue. Of course. Yeah, all right. And then they will continue. Uh, most of them continue. Uh, just chanting their ritual. Uh, they, as their leader has been kind of knocked out of everything, uh, they, the bits and pieces that are building on St. Kurtap's body have slowed. Uh, however, he is still going strong, and some of them are continuing. Uh, however, a couple more of them... Uh, kind of step out and are ready for combat now so as to not uh, stop the summoning of their master. Um, <clears throat> one of them charges at you, Dave. Uh, you get an attack of opportunity. Sixteen. All right, sixteen will hit. One. One damage. All right, that's plus your strength modifier of two, so three damage uh, does bloody him. However, he's still up, uh, so his attack will go through, um, and that will. Let's see, your AC is thirteen, so that will hit you. Um, he attacks you with a short sword and actually stabs you, uh, piercing fairly hard uh, for seven damage. Uh, ooh, well that. Uh... At six, so all right, you I'm are now fucked at up. <laughs> negative one and bleeding out. Uh, you're not dead yet until you hit uh, negative ten or uh, fail three death saves. Is that how that works? Is or is the negative ten it's, different in this one because of the death there, saves? There, there's no negatives, it's just death saves in this one. Okay, I think it's you fail death saves if you get hit while down, too, is it's like auto failure. Right. That Okay, yeah, I was thinking something along those lines, but I was like, hold on, wait, how does that work? So, again, since I forget the rules of 5th edition, I have to drink. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Yeah, alright. So, you are all good, uh, except for the fact that you're bleeding out. That's not good. It's not, yeah, I'm not very good. <laughs> yeah, alright. Um, so, on your... Next turn, you'll make a death save. Um, three successes, and you're stabilized and not going to die. And three failures, and you uh, die. So, don't die! That's my recommendation to you. Um, yeah. Um, I'm getting better. Uh, the uh, leader man thrusts out his hand at you, Chris. 
He holds it in a gripping position as though he's gripping your very heart. However, the spell effect seems to have nothing to do with that at all. Uh, make a charisma save. Uh-oh. It's a good thing I have a proficiency for this. Yes. And in fact, a good charisma, charisma as bonus. well. Your charisma save modifier is plus five. Uh, well, that's not going to help me because I rolled a nine total. All right. Nine total? Total. Wow. All right. Uh, so you succumb to his spell effect and pee all over your own pants. Well, this could be worse. You are demoralized and suffer a minus two on all skill checks, attack rolls, and saves until the end of the effect. Right. This is why I took off my pants at the start of for uh, the session started. I'm remembering now. Yes, yes. Uh, so that will last for two rounds. Okay. <clears throat> you said minus two? Uh, yeah. Alright. Uh, well, if that's the case, is it my turn now? Uh, yeah. Well, Dave's at the top of the order, so first Dave has to make a uh, saving throw in order to All avoid right. being dead. Alright. Um, that's just that's a, a 10. straight d10, is that right? Or, or a is straight... That just a d10? Not d20. D20, but... Yes, straight d20. Yeah. Uh, is it 11 yeah. and up saves, or is it 10 and up saves? I think it's 11 and up. I don't remember, but let's say it is that. Okay. Yeah, because that would be even right. half. So 11 and up will save. Uh, so unfortunately, a 10 does right. not get you. I'm sorry, Dave. You take a strike of death. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <coughs> All right. It's fine. There's him. Now it's Chris's turn. Uh. <clears throat> Dave's, I'm like, I'm gonna go down if I, anybody else hits me. Let's see. But we need to stop the ritual. Yeah, I'm gonna... I, I need to stop the ritual. I'm willing to die for this. So, uh, I'll make that roll. Attack him. Okay. That is a 16 to hit. 16 will hit. Okay. And, uh, I need to get a d10 handy. Because I think, or is it 2d6, or is it a d12? Uh, what is it? Is it greatsword great damage? Greatsword is yeah. 2d6. Okay. I assume. Oh, I that's, a, that's a d3, not a d6. I ruled it as 2d6 for Dave. I haven't looked it up in 5th editions. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure on that, but let's call it five, 2d6. Five, 5 damage. I uh, rolled two ones. All right, is that... Oh, wow, so that is five damage, including your strength. I was like, this five damage total? That is sneak eyes, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how that's, unlikely that's is good. that? Um, however, actually, that is just enough to knock him unconscious, so he is now bleeding in a pool of uh, magic circle of pee. So this is still probably uncomfortable for him. Uh, he is unconscious at the very least, so not bad all things considered, uh, which will bring us to the cultists' turn. Uh, the cultists all raise their hands, the few remaining, uh, and they put them together in a massive prayer, and the entirety of the body of St. Kitrap 
or Kurtap or whatever you say, depending on your level of sobriety, becomes whole. The demon spreads its wings, and it unfurls two mighty fists in which are clutched two giant mugs made out of straight barrels of whiskey. Well, that doesn't seem bad. I am the mighty Saint Kerchap, and I shall destroy you all. The cultists bow before him. Oh, mighty Saint Kerchap, we have summoned you, and now you shall do our bidding to destroy the world and rid it of all the evils of alcohol. Fuck you, dicks, he says, as he destroys all of the cultists by smashing them. Probably, I have to roll for it, technically. <laughs> but he doesn't, he's not taking any of this shit. Uh, oh, fucking shit, net one, balls. <laughs> that whole drink to that. <laughs> now I gotta bring out my critical miss chart here. <laughs> all right, critical misses. Boink. Okay. All right. All right. 24. So he critically misses by smashing his giant-ass mug full of whiskey at these uh, poor saps. Um, he tries to do something flashy with his attack, but whatever it is, it was a colossal failure. Uh, even he is not entirely sure what he was going for. Everybody laughs at him, and his feelings are hurt. He said he spends his next turn crying like a bitch. No safe. Wow. I love my stupid shit that I write and then totally forget about. Because <laughs> like when I roll it up, I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote dumb shit like that. That's the time. I, I amuse myself, if nothing else. That was written <laughs> ten years ago. Yes, it was. <laughs> we wow. Were, That's fantastic. We were just out of high school when I made these. <laughs> and I forget almost oh everything on it. Almost every time. It's a, like I, I remember like a couple of them. Like there's one of them that's like you punch him in the teeth and he takes an extra D30 damage from losing his teeth. <laughs> but anyways. Nice. So. Uh. He's Saint Kurtap tries to do something so cool and now even his cultist followers are laughing at him so hard that he is crying like a bitch. Dave, roll to not die. Fuck. That's a nine. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Dave. I'm sputtering He's on the close. brink of death. Chris, Can it is I your shout? turn. The uh, mighty well, Saint Kurtap well, stands run. before you. While the cultists are distracted by Saint Kurtap and laughing at him, I'm going to lay hands on Dave. Alright, your lay on hands probably has a healing modifier of some sort. Uh, I, I don't know. I've never played a 5th edition it player before. Heal it five healed HP. the bartender earlier. I is, is what it says on the character sheet. Let me just look that up to make sure that's true. 5 e lay on hands. Boink. Alright, Paladin D&D 5th edition, roll 20 compendium. Bum, 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 bum. 
hands does a bunch of ads. I don't want a bunch of ads. Compendium sharing. What is this talking about? What the fuck? What did I click on? Did I click on the wrong thing? Oh, Dude. you do not own the player's handbook compendium expansion. I don't want to purchase it from Roll20. Fuck you. I'm, I'm gonna look uh, just search the 5e SRD. Five, I'm bad at typing because I'm slightly inebriated and I can't look at my keyboard because it's underneath the thing. I'm, I'm going to drink. Just in case. All right. Lay on hands, D&D &D 4 wiki. Using lay on hands, D&D. Okay, let's hold on. SRD. All right, 5thsrd.org. That should tell us. Okay, blah, blah, blah. You can restore a total number of hit points equal to your paladin level times five. As an action, you touch a creature and restore a number of hit points to that creature up to the maximum amount remaining in your pool. So I guess you would have had to at least spend one on the barkeep, so, uh, so I'll heal you him for can four. heal him for four. Yes, uh, which will bring Dave up to and four. Zero, so but right, HP because, now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So... We apologize for having to uh, pay attention to the actual rule book for that long, oh, audience of ours, and so we will drink for that. All right, so Dave, you are now back up. Bum, bum, bum. And then it uh, shall be the cultists' turn. Um, there are a handful of cultists left who now feel slightly betrayed by St. Kurtap, and uh, St. Kurtap himself is... Um, crying like a bitch over all of this pea circle. Um, of course. <clears throat> the uh, cultists all throw bottles of whiskey at him. <laughs> uh, so two of them hit and three of them land right around his uh, area but do not hit him. And he is now slightly soaked in whiskey. Uh, Dave, that will be your turn. Uh, make an insight check. Insight check. Okay. Out of four. Okay. That's a, I think a six. I don't know if I had an insight advantage. You have... Uh, yeah, let's see. Insight, uh, for you is plus four, I think, right? Yeah. Wait. Insight. Okay, so I'm it to yes. an eight. Okay, so you kind of have a feeling in your gut like it's useful that he is, uh, covered in whiskey, and you feel like that could be pertinent to you somehow, but you, you, you can't quite remember what you can do. Which is to say, I'm giving you a hint, but I'm not telling you exactly what you can do. <laughs> sure. Look at me, I'm a crafty DM. Crafty, crafty, crafty. Um, I'm gonna try to summon magic. Like, I'm gonna try to do any kind of magic towards okay. him. All right. Uh, you search your gut for any kind of feelings that you have, and uh, 
you remember that, oh yeah, you're a dragonborn. You can breathe fire! Uh, so you breathe out a 15-foot cone, uh, which he has to make a dexterity save to uh, void, and you do 2d6 fire damage from your breath weapon. Three plus six, so nine. All right. He makes his save, so he takes half damage. However, it is doubled because he is still on f covered in whiskey. Uh, so that will do the full amount of damage anyway. St. Kurtap uh, bellows in horror as the whiskey lights a flame upon his crying, bitchy-ass soul. Chris? Uh, I am going to grab Dave after he breathes fire on St. Kurtap and be like, Hey, they're having a fight. Let's see which one of them wins. Back up a bit. Nice. <laughs> All right. And then I'm going to retreat out of safely out of range of uh <clears throat> the uh his swings. All right. Uh Saint Kurtap and the um Cultists all get to go then, um, and the cultists will all shoot forth burning hands, those of them that can. There's a few mages and a few cultists that were just assisting in the ritual who will uh, draw their weapons. Uh, one draws a bow, and one draws a, um, a great mace, and the other three... We'll fire off some spells of fiery doom. Alright, and then St. Kurtap will make a few saving throws to avoid some of the damage. He makes two of the saves and fails one. So he is damaged quite a bit by the uh, voracious flaming... Uh, death that is coming for his poor, crying, bitchy-ass self. Uh, he weeps into his former beer mug because it used to be full, and he used to have friends that respected him, but now even his most devout of followers have started fighting him and throwing whiskey and throwing burning hands upon him. Uh, he takes quite a large sum of damage uh, from the flames, and he is enveloped in flame himself. Uh, he will take actually additional damage from just being on fire from the last round as well, and he will probably take even more fire damage now that he is lit ablaze further. However, he is not quite finished. Uh... He seems much weaker than before. However, he still raises his second mug full of whiskey and slams it down upon the ground, uh, covering an area large enough to squash two cultists. <laughs> God damn. Net one and then a net two. <laughs> Poor bastard! He's not having good luck. Poor St. Kurtap, even with his bonus. Cannot hit 
the lowly cultists. <laughs> Dave. Um, is Saint Kirtap wearing anything? Is he just like? Does he have it all hanging out like the devil and um, uh, um, uh, this is the end. I remember that, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, he's just kind of letting it all hang loose, you know, like like you do. Um, Are you going to kick him in the yeah. dick? I, I want to raise my shovel above my head <laughs> and take a swing at his uh, lucky charms. All right. Uh, make a <laughs> attack roll for a called shot. Um so your bonus is plus four still with your attack roll. Um, and then it'll be a slightly higher difficulty because of the called shot, but let's see what happens. Eight. Eight. Damn. Yeah, I rolled a four. Man. Uh, Just... <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That would have been awesome. But yeah, you... You've... I know. You go at it, and unfortunately, it is just off as he's stumbling about, kind of dancing and waving his various uh, appendages about in his flailing, raging madness. Chris. Dave missed, so he has to drink, but I have to drink for him. <laughs> It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to get another beer. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to figure out whether or not I want to ally with the Saint Kitrap or these cultists, because it seems like he's actually okay with drinking. Whiskey, that is. <laughs> but then he's vulnerable to whiskey getting splashed on him. Interesting. I don't know. I'm going to hang out in the back and see how this is actually I'm going to hurl my javelin at St. Kitrap whatever doesn't matter All right Your javelin attack has let's see if nothing else my cultists will worship us <laughs> so it changes let's see so it's not as quite as high a bonus because your strength is higher than your dex. So it's just your proficiency bonus of plus two to hit. So that's 21 total. All right. Well, that'll fucking work, won't it? Um, so yes, you hurl it. Uh, your spear flies in a perfect spiral, as you might imagine, from uh, one of those great, amazing Denver Broncos throwing a football. I'm kidding. Not the Broncos. Another team. A good team. <laughs> but, it was like Tom Brady throwing it or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The Broncos a few years ago. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So it, it flies straight and pierces him just under the chin for some reason. Because nobody Whoa. ever puts, like, critical hits just under the chin, do they? No. So... I came up with this weird description first. I must be the coolest DM, right? Uh, what's your damage, Chris? Uh, what is javelin damage? Is that a D8? Uh, D6 plus strength. 
three. Okay. Eight. Which is the most damage I've dealt with an attack tonight. Wow, actually, yeah, that's uh, not too terrible. Um, yeah, so your javelin pierces him just under the chin, and he gurgles and, and splutters as he starts to choke on his own blood mixed with the whiskey and pee. I'll kill you all and stuff. He gurgles, bellows at you. I don't think so. He seems very weakened now. Uh, you'd guess he does not have much longer for this world. However, he is still kicking. Um, the cultists that drew their weapons last turn, let's see, I said one had a sword and a one had a great club, right? Or great mace. Something like that. Sword guy misses, and great mace guy misses. Um... And let's see, the other guys um, are out of spells, so they will all draw their weapons. The other three uh, draw short swords. And St. Kurtap is just angry as I'll get out, as you might imagine a drunken demon spirit might be if he was stabbed just under the chin and almost had his balls cut off. Here is back. For his final, most brutal attack, as far as you know. Unless he lives for more rounds, in which case it could be more final and even more brutal attacks. But, you know, hey, who knows. Uh, this is the most devastating you've seen him. He takes both mugs into both his hands and slams all of the remaining whiskey in one go. And he spews it all about the cultists as well as all of you. As well, he makes an enormous gesture to put his ass forward as far as he can and farts upon all of you, spewing fire from his ass. <laughs> so make a dexterity save to avoid the whiskey and then a dexterity save to avoid the fire. If you avoid the whiskey, the fire damage will be less. Uh... So I was uh, kind of in the back. I, I had moved to get out of the... Yeah, he was ...to get away back. from the That's cultists. true. So you're around the corner there. Uh, so you are safe, Chris. Okay. So Dave and Which is... the cultists will have to make these saves. Okay. Nat 20 from one of the cultists. All right. Victory drink. That one fucks up. That one mega fucks up. Nat 1. Uh, drink because I have a nat 1. That one's okay. That one fucks up. That one fucks up. All right, so most of them fuck up. Two, uh, two well, of them two save sevens. from the whiskey. Two sevens. All right, uh, let's see. Your dexterity save is plus four, so 11. So you are unfortunately going to fail both of those. Um, so you are covered in whiskey, and then you are lit ablaze by his flaming fart. Um, the fire burns, as you might expect fire to do. Sometimes fire scalds, yeah. but in this case, it burns. It's rather uncomfortable. Uh, so you 
will take. Ooh, owie, owie, and owie. Uh, so. Seventeen is the total damage from his enormous fart of doom. Uh, this clears the room of all of the cultists, including the ones that saved. And, uh, Dave, you are once again unconscious. Yep. Dave, uh, that brings it to you your turn, so you may make a death save once again. Spending a large amount of this time unconscious and bleeding out, unfortunately. Seven. Triple sevens, that's seven lucky, right? On this case, wait. <laughs> Chris! Oh, yeah. uh, I see everyone burn, I see Kitrap over there, and I'm like, huh. So I throw my longsword at him. Alright. Give me an attack roll with your dexterity modifier of plus zero. Uh, that'll be 17 to hit, total. Well, all fucking right, you hit him! How come dumb shit works for you, but not for Dave? Poor Dave, he tried to do cool shit. <laughs> Four damage. All right. Uh, he is so close, staggering as he goes. He looks at you. He looks at the pea circle. He looks at the dead cultists. Fuck all of this shit, he says. That yeah, brings I, it to I, his turn. Now that you've come into the room far enough, he can see you. He takes your sword out of his own flesh, and he throws it back at you. I always knew I would die this way. He misses horribly. <laughs> <laughs> your sword sticks into the wall behind you and above you ten feet. A very incompetent demon. <laughs> Apparently, everything he's tried so far has been a colossal failure, except for the flaming fart of doom. Uh, <laughs> That's right, except for the flaming maybe fart he should have started me. with that, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> you may make a death Please save. Please live. Fuck's sake! That's a five. <laughs> Dave is once again on the brink of death. Knock, knock, knocking on death's door. Chris! I'm just gonna move up to him and take a swing at him with my great sword. Ooh, that is a 23 to All hit. Right. That will hit. That is... 7 damage. Alright. I didn't quite roll snake eyes this time. The great Saint Kurtap falls to his knees and then falls on his face. And then he lets out a final death throw, wiggling and jiggling all over the place like a madman and ejaculating his vowels. I mean, evacuating his bowels. <laughs> <laughs> have to drink for that one. That's a good Freudian, isn't it? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Fucky shit. 
All right. Anyways, <laughs> the point of the story is as his corpse flails about, uh, Chris, make a constitution save as it slams into you. Not 20. <laughs> Celebratory drink. <laughs> so yeah um I'm like this is fine you was saved and uh are not slammed entirely to the ground you stand your ground at his uh foot and or hand and or schlong slaps you in the face and uh <laughs> As well as lots of poop and pee fly all over the place because just 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 to be even slightly more disgusting than we have already been, uh, gotta get some poop into the mix, right? Uh, the fuck is wrong with this campaign? I really hate the statement. I really hate him. And he poofs into a puff of smoke, leaving behind a treasure chest because that's what bosses do. I'm gonna run over to Dave and see if and see if I can stabilize him. <laughs> All right, make a heal check. Is there, uh, there's medicine in this game. You have a I plus will... one bonus. Oh no! <laughs> he I rolled a natural <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to drink. <laughs> You approach the ever-bleeding dragonborn compatriot you have come to know and love, and you remember back to your first aid days, and you shout, CPR, as you punch him as hard as you can in the gut. C-P-R! C-P-R! And you break his sternum! His rib cage shatters into pieces, piercing his lungs and heart and liver. And all the internal bleeding causes him to die twice. <laughs> so now that I'm covered in shit and piss and blood, and I'm the only person left alive, possibly in this entire building, <laughs> let's see what's in that treasure chest. You open the treasure chest, and is it, it is an ever-flowing chalice of Guinness. I'm going to douse myself in that to wash off everything else, and then I'm going to drink heavily <laughs> I, I until I can't remember that this that, happened. And that brings us to the end of Drink to the Past this week. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm sorry, Dave, for killing you off. <laughs> it <laughs> happened. not have seen that coming. I... <laughs> I'm proud of the way I went out. <laughs> Covered in piss and shit and whiskey and fire. Wielding my shovel. <laughs> and being beaten to death by your own companion. <laughs> this has been one of the most fun sessions I've ever played. This has been this has been a riot. Thank you guys for joining me. Okay. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Spamoman. This is my good buddy Chris, as my co-host. Uh, you can find his shit on DriveThruRPG and so forth. Chris, plug yourself. Uh, yeah, you can find my shit and my co-author shit on DriveThruRPG. Uh, it, pick it up. It's good. Uh, you got to pay money for his shit. You don't have to pay money for mine. So, you know. Yeah. Do whatever. F five Cataclysms. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Dave. 
And yeah, Dave, uh, thank you for joining us once again. And um, your book's still in production. Where? Yeah. Eventually. It's on hold with the <laughs> with the job and location change. Obviously. That's all fair. Oh. Yeah, you know, life happens and stuff every now and then. So uh, yeah, but um, if you want, you can check out Dave's stuff. Is still on Zelda Dungeon. Is that right? Actually, uh, a chapter just came out today. Um, going right. forward, there's going to be a bit of a change in how the story plays out. As uh, the story is going to branch off into two two parallel parts of the story, going on with following different groups of characters. Cool. Sounds interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah so you can follow me on Twitter. Out. Yeah, uh, check out uh, Dave Wayne O Nine. I'll uh, tag. I'll, it, you'll have him on the. It's obviously on the bottom of our YouTube stream here. Um, I'll also put that in our description on Podbean and Apple as well. If you're checking us out that way, uh, so be sure to check us out every Friday. Uh, we're always here live on YouTube. Uh, you can also check out the audio versions on Apple or Podbean. Um, and yeah, we have been drink to the past. It's been a ton of fun. So, uh, every now and then we're going to do a, a real plays segment like this. Not, not all the time. Uh, we like our news and weird discussions and shit like that too. So, uh, but we do actually have one that I'd like to plug, uh, coming up for our special 100th episode. We're going to have Kevin O'Rourke back on as well as our good buddy Crow, uh, who's a, both of those guys are regular guests on the podcast lately. And, um, yeah, we'll be playing another fifth edition segment, uh, which will, uh, be, that, that should be a ton of fun. That's going to be our 100th episode special, uh, coming up in a few weeks here, although it might accidentally air on the 99th episode because we had to skip a week, but it, it, we'll call it good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And now we've come to the final segment of the podcast where we talk about inane bullshit until somebody says something ridiculously awkward, but can we really one up? Dave getting covered in pee and poop and whiskey and Chris beating him to death. Jack.